Yeah, buds. Yeah, buds. You play a good game, bud. Meow, bud. You got three Cajuns ready to party, son. <laughs> we, we, we in it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and already the, stupid. And the big one is hot. Welcome back, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, great, great review, and discuss, and break down horror, horror movies, not, not horror films. <laughs> right. I am your host, as always, Boss Tuna, and I am with everybody's favorite, Burt Reynolds, handlebar mustache, sweater vest wearing, square hammer, knee tickler, herbal enchanted, Cajun, Grenade launching, sperm whale caressing, swamp donkey himself, Travis Maxwell Boone. Episode 100 of the Joe Blow Horror Show. My God. And I, I just got to say, it's an honor to have been here for a, a long time, not since the beginning, but um, for, for, for a hot minute on this journey with you. My hockey puck sinking, snowshoe crawling, zombie movie loving, Fancy beer swilling, Midwestern monster trucking, cornbread fed and deep dick fucking, ultimate warrior screaming, legion of doom leaning, agent of ill will with the demons fucking dick deep in his ass, cold blooded, <laughs> boss tuna, you son Very of a bitch. Well done. Very Thank well you, done. Man. Thank you, Thank sir. You. Thank you, sir. So this is episode 100, a huge feat because I it was recently brought to my attention. You guys know the average amount of episodes for a podcast it's like 10 take a guess it's like 10 12 yeah 12 12 so we've uh we've we've eclipsed that um there's there's a lot of uh, credit that goes out to mr double d here so welcome back to the show mr double d and i we started this way back in the day check out those old episodes but still the same amount of followers (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks to my couple, two buddies, and all six of you. We really appreciate it. So, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't have the people that kind of helped start it. So, thank you, Double D. Obviously, Mister Travis. I think you've been around since episode what thirty or something like that, right? Thirty, Early 40? On, uh, 30 oh. or forty, somewhere around there. But um, I'm standing on the shoulders of a drunk giant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was saying before that he has uh, he drinks too many Bud Lights and he's got a tiny pee pee. What was that from? Bud Lights and was it the water? I don't know. I forgot what it was. Chemtrails. That's right. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Those chemtrails. Stop Seriously. sucking in all those fucking chemtrails, Double D. <laughs> and we are joined by two other friends of the show. We have Fixies, Pixies, Playground himself, Trevor, Trevor Jordan Blanchard. Been on tons of shows. It wouldn't be episode 100 celebration without you. And then we have the last member of the nightclub. We have Rickles. He's one of the OGs of the nightclub. So welcome back to the show uh, again. Super excited to have you guys here because it's it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be a big party without uh, friends of the show and those that have been around since uh, the early days. So you two, welcome back. I feel like Thanks we just recorded with each what? other. Yeah, bud. Yeah, ball. Got them fucking couillons on here tonight. Um, if the table starts shaking a little bit, it's because Double D and I are sitting across from each other and he's into some foot stuff. So I might have to warm up yep. his uh, inversion a little bit with my big toe. No, I really wish I were there. Yeah, getting a little bit freaky there. Oh, dude, what am I doing with my hands right now? <laughs> Please, <laughs> you're touching my soul, which is also my dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this here. We are bringing to you our top 10 horror films of all time. And we're going to list off some honorable mentions real quick. So, Whoa, this is... whoa, hold on, bud. This is episode 100. We need to fucking go somewhere special tonight and get some drinks. I was drinks. working up. I was working up. Where should we go? Where's Where are we going to get some drinks on a special occasion like this? The Titty Twister? The OG? That's the OG. That's the the OG? OG. Or should we go to the Golden Ballroom? Yeah, we might have to go to the Grand Ballroom. Okay. It's it's uh I think Lloyd is going to be our preferred bartender for tonight. So Void's uh, mixing something good up. Double D, your money is no good here. So we are going to pop into the Grand Ballroom, get our fancy drinks, and uh, we'll be right back. April. So here's what. You slip me a bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. You can do that, can't you, Lloyd? You're not too busy, are you? <laughs> no, sir. I'm not busy at all. Good man. You set him up and I'll knock him back, Lloyd, one by one. All right. We're at the Grand Ballroom. They reserved the entire ballroom for us that's so all for trevor's balls yep yep the grand ballroom you know why they call it the grand ballroom tibu uh because trevor's balls are in it because trevor's balls are in it i'm and, just gonna uh, keep making this joke <laughs> yes. yeah but that being said um is rickles around i can't see rickles where'd rickles go i mean yeah, he's oh, there uh, he's yeah, there he just wants he's to becoming be batman yeah he, he's a skin of a rink right now <laughs> i'm just skinning a rink around uh, I'm going last. I'm going last because I got something special and uh, something else. So okay. you guys, you guys, let me know what's up. What do you got? Does anyone have anything special? 
Oh, I got this one. It's real special. It's a new Glarus Brewing Company. Real great brewing company out of uh, somewhere. And it's in, it's in Wisconsin. Owned, and it's in Wisconsin. Tastes like bees. Good. Tastes like bees? I said cheese. Oh. <laughs> I'm dumb. What's, yeah, what is the flavor of that one? Uh, give it a little bit of... Oh, it's the uh, it's a New Glarus IPA. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes it's not all like he took out of his mouth. It's just like it's <laughs> a Trav, Ricky, y- y'all got anything special? Necessarily, I got something that's always special, bud. I got some fucking Natterdays from <laughs> yeah. the fucking from the fucking Total Wine, boy. Yeah, boy. And the yeah, cans, boy. and the cans are sticky because apparently something busted. <laughs> On top oh, of it at it some did. point. Extra flavor. Hell yeah. you, when you saw him, you got so excited. <laughs> I bought two cases today, boy. Bussin', bussin'. <laughs> Natter yeah, days, that, here we is go. Is that going to be enough for tonight or what? You might need another hey. run there. I got, I got a couple Evan Williams in the fridge if I need it. You got some Evan Williams just in case? Oh, I got all kind of shit, dude. Trev, what you got? Simply lemonade. It's delicious. Yes. Currently drinking one of the watermelon ones. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And I also have these like nerd gummy clusters. Pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Candy wise. Well, tonight, I what normally when we do the Joe Blow Horror Show, my broke ass comes with the same old fancy gas station beer. But for episode one hundred, I said fuck that. I went out of my way and I got two special beers tonight from Ship Shipyard Brewing. I've got the Smashed Pumpkin. Um, this is a seasonal beer and the can reads, oh my God, I'm getting old. I cannot read this shit. Y'all are fucked. I can't read it. (laughs) Um, it's got hints of pumpkin, cinnamon, and burnt sugar balanced with a mild lingering bittersweetness and a slightly warm aftertaste. This is the perfect beer for when the temperature starts to drop. So that's a smashing or smashed pumpkin from Shipyard Brewing. And... Legit. Yeah, I've had them before. They're up in um uh Ooh. you say where they're up they're up in like the northeast somewhere, right? Yeah, they're in Vermont, mm-hmm. New York, and somewhere okay. else. And I also have from the UK, so I'm a gubna tonight. Um Hello, gubna. Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome Ale. Look at that fancy ass bottle full of words. Damn, bro. Um this beer is also a limited edition brew for the short days and long nights of winter. The full body uh, resulting from fermentation in stone Yorkshire squares. So uh, this is made from the old, this is uh, brewed at the oldest brewery in Yorkshire over there in the UK and direct to Louisiana. So uh, tonight I'm going to be fancy as fuck with my pinky up cup. Very nice. Okay, so I tell you what, I've got low expectations for this, and it's because it's not what I wanted to bring to the show. I scoured two stores today trying to find the right beer for tonight. And as I said, uh, previous episode, the the pumpkin stuff and the Oktoberfest beers were kind of lacking this year. And I saw this one a couple times, and I didn't really get it because I'm not into the sours all that much, but... It was slim pickings. So this is called a pumpkin pie treat. It's a sour ale with a pumpkin pie spice blend and toasted marshmallow flavor. 
So again, we'll see kind of what this looks like. And if I had a handlebar mustache, I might be able to save some for later. <laughs> but let's take uh let's take a little sip here and let you guys know. Let me let me just get my straw. You guys put straws in your tin can beers too, right? No. Absolutely. We bougie. Yeah, oh, well, I'll speak for me. Then. I mean, def- definitely when I'm injecting into my anus, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this is definitely, butt chugging with a straw. This is definitely one of those that would be a good butt chug um, because in the mouth hole, it doesn't really taste that good. Oh. Um, it's, 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 it's not like a fruited sour. I can do the fruited sours, but this is like just sour, sour. It's like, it's almost like you're you're someone's got a piece of pumpkin pie in front of you, uh, but you're drinking like vinegar. That's that's kind of oh, what it man. tastes like. Oh damn! It's like it's like you know you got that little whiff of pumpkin pie, but it's that right. sour vinegar. Damn, dude, my my pumpkin beer is on point. I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm but, very surprised by this beer. It's so good. But you know, homie, don't mess around. So I have two of those, but I've also got a bunch of other pumpkin ones that. I've had and I've been drinking throughout the Oktoberfest series. So I just got two of those and I got plenty of other ones that are just kind of repeats. But what we're going to do is we're going to not listen to a trailer because we don't really have a trailer. But stay tuned because we're going to play a little something. There will be a cool little, little. Uh, oh, you know what? Nine Inch Nails. I got but, you, babe. Yeah, we, all right, we'll be right back. <laughs> into this it's 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 gonna be a long episode let's just uh get that out of the way right now so let's settle it who do you think will win in a fight me or boss tuna and the kicker is is i i won't use any uh arms or legs so oh he's gonna beat your fucking ass then yeah Yeah, i told you tibu or uh, double d you're in trouble wait who no you you (laughs) are going to get your ass beat by drunk darius if you're not using arms and legs what are you gonna do well well how many beers uh what's the plus minus on beers he gets like help me if I have more beers to a I, point, I give, to a point <laughs> I give him a can, six pack plus sketch out a, a pie graph <laughs> that that shows the amount of beers to the effective effectiveness where it drops off how deep how deep are you in right now double d oh boy <laughs> what are you losing he was he was at, he was at a um, BBC swingers party all day today so <laughs> <laughs> And he's just coming off of the roofies, so yeah, it was rough. yeah. 
you know, you gotta do what you gotta do for your girl. You need roofies at those? <laughs> Move on. Well, he's embarrassed about that. It's okay. Nobody's it's okay. judging. No, definitely. There's nothing not wrong with wanting to be a piece of furniture. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be a toilet, you know, dude. No. Yeah, <laughs> All right, everybody's like, hey, I thought this was a top 15 show. So what we're gonna do. Stop sidetracking us, dude. Uh is is we got our top ten. But we're going to do our honorable mentions. And how we're going to do that is the top 10 is going to be roundtable. But the honorable mentions, we're just going to run through 15 through 11 mm-hmm. uh, fairly quickly here. We'll, we'll give everyone, I don't know, what, three three, three to five minutes? It doesn't matter at this point. I'm editing. doesn't matter. All right. Okay. It takes so, as long as it takes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Travis right. is editing. He's going to make us all sound smart and good. Ooh. The best he can, anyway. I do it I mean, all the time. As long as yep. he doesn't make drunk Darius sound sober, I'm okay with that. No, 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 hell no, 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 no. He's got a persona. He's got a persona to live up to. All right, Mister T Rev, why don't you run us through your yeah. 15 to 11? All right, all right, all right. Let's Start with number 16. Like Start with will. number 16. Yeah, I've got That's a five-way tie for number 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so coming in at number 15 for yours truly, Trevor, Jordan Blatchard, Fixie's Playground. That yeah! Place that we all like to go to. Um, number 15 is Cabin in the Woods. Oh! That's a good so, one. I'm trying, I'm going to try to do the, 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 the info. So it was released in 2012. Whoa. Um, 2012. You, in, in the fucking future. <laughs> Two hundred and something. All right, all right, fine then. Twenty twelve. Uh huh. Um, that's staying in. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I don't care about that. Uh, you, directed Trevor. by Drew Goddard, and writers were uh, Josh Whedon and Drew Goddard. So, man, I this movie kind of came out of nowhere for me when I first initially watched it because I did not know what to expect. Right. Thought, hey, maybe it's more of a spoof or something like that. So we start watching it. Mm. Or I start watching it, I guess you could say. And I got very, very, very surprised. And it's just always been on my list, right? Kind of. Like, it's... it's Good spooky cabin in the woods that fucking... Fun-ass cosmic as fuck. It, and yeah. it flips the horror on its head, like, yeah. big mm-hmm. time. That's yeah. a big yeah. plus. On its part. square head. Yeah. <laughs> one of my all-time favorite scenes in a horror movie is all the monsters you get in those little cubicle things. That's Absolutely. I just oh, want to yes. stop and that. Listeners, I'm saying it right now for me, go fuck yourself. Spoilers abound. Uh, now this Oh yeah, 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 definitely. That was the, me this, agreeing with you. The, this next one is probably going to be in at least one of you fucks here top 10 or top 5. And that is 1981's The Evil Dead coming in at 14 as an honorable mention. Uh, written Love and it. directed by Sir C, uh, Sam Raimi. <laughs> Sir C. Lannister. I love yeah. this. I love <laughs> this so this much. Film. You know um, the new one's better than the old one? Wait, what? He asked him if he liked the new one better than the old one. The newest one? I like the old one better, but man, it, I like the new one too. So, uh, like I'm about the same partner. Yeah, they're all so anyway. Fucking um, tens. 
Evil Dead stars Mr. Bruce Campbell, and I'll let whoever does actually have him in their top 15 or top 10 elsewise more in for this movie. It's a great movie, though. I like the scenes. It's great for horror. It's awesome. So coming in at number 13, also probably in someone's top 10, The Shining. Get the fuck out of here. That ain't yes. gonna be on nobody's list here. That ain't nobody's. No. And you got no. it at what? And you got it at thirteen. <laughs> I got it at thirteen. Damn, lucky number thirteen. Boy. That's a good number. I like that number. Lucky, yeah, yeah exactly. Lucky number thirteen. So, uh, it's it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, please pause this, go watch it, and then come back and listen to this some more. Right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, because The Shining is an amazing movie. And go back and listen to the Joe Blow episode number 50 where we fucking cover that movie in goddamn depth. Yeah, yeah. And have a psychotic break and drink a lot and then chase your wife and kids around with an axe. Yeah. Correct. So Where? coming in at number 12, we have my 2022's number one horror movie. Does anybody remember that? No, but you but, fucking don't. No, you're, but you don't. don't. You did it on the nightclub, but I don't remember. I yeah. Remember. Yeah. So it is, my number 12 is Dead Stream. Nice. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, I, I, I so high on that one. You're going to, you're going to see some tin, other boy. ones later on in this I get list, it. but it's a motherfucking tune, boy. I get it. Look, man. T- uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil almost made my, my top 15. Almost. Uh, I bet. Nice. So, mine too. Uh, Legit. So uh, what I'm going to say is Deadstream is a, a fun, horrific, great made movie that was made for very, very cheap by a husband and wife team that also did some stuff in VHS 85, was it, or was it 99? 99. 99, right? So um, this movie kind of came out of nowhere for me. I initially hated it, like, the first five minutes in because the whole, like, YouTube star thing, like, just aggravates me. Um, And this guy <laughs> and, and – and the main – the lead of this movie is like the personification of what a, a YouTube star slash getting canceled slash trying to get more street cred, whatever the fuck they do. Um, this movie surrounds that him in a horror house and they have some great horror scenes in this movie, a great plot line, great acting too. So y'all should check it out. Um, coming in at number 11, this will be a nod to the Joe Blow summer horror event that we had. Recently, that we just finished it, the summer under the umbrella, right? Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not gonna be the one you think, Travis. But I know what it is. Number, I know what it is. It's number two. At, it's not number two. Uh, it's number one at number eleven. Resident Evil, the OG, the one that started it all, the one that is my favorite of that series, but not by much. But I love the Resident Evil franchise as a whole. Uh, I had to pick one because, like. It's tied with a bunch of other stuff, but it's the original. It's the one that got us all started, and, and I really liked it more. So it is what it is. Nice. That's number 11, Resident I Evil. Think that one's like the only horror movie one. Yeah, they like, definitely yeah. get into the action horror yeah. at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 a it's a solid balance, oh, right? I, like both. I would have oh, um, All right, Rickles, yeah. what you got? All right, I'm not doing the years and all that shit unless I know it off the top of my head, because... I'm not as prepared as Trevor. I, I, in. I, I don't have any more dates. No, that was it? Well, yeah. coming in at, at number 16. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. 
Yeah. <laughs> Directed nice. by Toby Hooper. Yeah. Okay. Toby fucking Hooper. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. You get stretched, you get chopped up, you get Bubba, you get them all. It's the first movie if it were fucking hilarious <laughs> instead of horrifying. Do they you also a- get some amazing gore and it's an overall better film than the first. I have a question about it. Sure. Ask. Does it does it bring it all down? It brings it all, all down, down, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> the dialogue's better, the gore's better. It's just a superior film, but it's not as scary. Boom. That's number 16. All right. Yeah. <laughs> number 15. Oh. I don't know. I can't pronounce the director's name. Um, and I don't remember what year it came out, but it's Tetsuo, the Iron Man. You get dope ass, amazing fucking Never Japanese special effects, body horror. It's like someone took a body horror dump in a fucking old ass anime comic or some shit. Yeah. Tetsuo is a 10 and it's amazing. Number 14, Troll 2. I don't know who directed it. Some what? Italian prick. This is one of the funnest movies in the world to watch. <laughs> nice. And everyone should see it before they die. You get some of the best acting ever put on screen. Best dialogue ever put on screen. Best effects ever. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Number 13. Mystics in Bali. I knew it was going to be on there somewhere. This is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. You get a lot of rad effects, fucking dope ass, dark ass witch story. It's it's co- it's fucking cosmic. It's folk. It's amazing. It Indonesian is one of the trash. Indonesian trash at its finest. It's one of the worst made pieces of shit ever, and I could not love it more. Yeah, I guess I could <laughs> love it more, but it's already a fucking ten <laughs> out of ten. So I can't. I mean, I could call it an eleven out of ten because that's what it is in truth, but. Anyway, if you haven't seen Mystics in Bali, please do. Number 12, The Beyond. Yeah, buddy. So I've got a good friend named Lucio Fulci. He (laughs) made a dope-ass cosmic zombie horror movie based in Louisiana. And it's super fun, gory, cheesy as hell. It's amazing. Watch it. This one's going to piss off some people. Number 11, The Shining. Mm -hmm. at least it's on there we're two for two so far isolation horror at its finest Stanley Kubrick's a G that fucking lady there's a lot of nostalgia tied to this movie that fucking lady in 237 the way she laughs cuz scares the shit out of me to this day I hate that laugh I hate that face she makes Um, and Jack Nicholson and what's her name they're Um, fucking tens yeah Cindy Lauper. Shelly Duvall. Shelly Duvall. They're fucking tens. Yes. So, <laughs> Cindy Lauper. So that's my 15 through 11. Boom. Double D, you're up, buddy. All right. Number 15. All Jordan Peele movies. Uh, <laughs> nice. I like that you did that. <laughs> Number 14. 28 Days Later. Uh-huh. Nice. So- nice. Mm-hmm. Because it's a good movie. Agreed. 13 is Alien. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. 12 is The Thing. 
Oh. Ooh. 11 is hereditary because they're good movies. That's all I have to say about. Hell yeah. Fucking nice. I'm, I'm loving everybody's 15 through 11 so far. Um, I guess I'm up next, right? I guess you're up next, bud. I guess you're up next, bud. All right. My number 15. And, um, well, I guess uh, before we get into our top 10, I do have something I wanted to say about how I chose the movies, but since no one else did that yet, I'll save it for that. I, I was going to do that before I did my number 15 too, so go ahead. Really? Okay, well then yes. I'm going to do yep. it. Um, back mine, 15. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so my method of selecting, I went with something I'm trying out as a rating system is called my head, gut, and heart. Um, I narrowed it down to about 30 films, and that's when I started to critically analyze them so like with with my head like how are these movies stacking up and after i got it to 25 movies i got i had to get rid of five of them i went with my gut reaction like the impact that the films had on me um my life how they affected me on pretty much every level as a as a cinephile as a movie watcher and because we we're having fun here tonight and and we always say lister fluid but I took this very seriously. I really took this seriously because my list is going to change. I'm sure at some point, but for tonight, this is as definitive as it's going to get. So finally I went with my heart. Nostalgia played a big factor here and the staying power of these movies that I selected, like in my heart and my soul, how I feel about them and how they speak to me the most. So that being said, my number 15 is Skinamarink from 2023, written and directed by Kyle Edward Ball. Um, this is the newest movie that's going to be on my list, and it's one that really fucking hit me hard. Really hit me hard. Well, I'm uh, out. <laughs> you're out for one I'm of them. I'm out for one of your one of your tops. Right. And I figured that would gonna be that was gonna be the case. And this is the biggest reason I pushed to do the 15 through 11 first, because I wanted to get this out the way. Um, this movie is visceral on every fucking level and some people find it boring and this and that, and I get it. It's not for everybody, but what this movie does amazing is let your imagination run wild and fill in the blanks in the darkness. That is this movie. So yeah, I've talked about it enough. My number 14 second newest movie on the list is the witch, a new England folktale 2015 written and directed by Robert Eggers. This is a, historically uh historically accurate almost to a t movie made for like a million bucks barely and it's just such a great period piece so rich with the the time period the scares in it the dread building it's a slow burn like none other and i fucking love it i fucking love it number 13 another slow burn and a movie that i thought was going to be in my top 10 but ended up not being when I when I kind of really soul searched is from 1968 written and directed by Roman Polanski Rosemary's Baby I fucking love this movie man I really do but it 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 it, it surprised me that it ended up where it ended up I'll be honest cuz I thought this was going to be like my number 4 or 5 but mm-hmm. it, it it fell where it fell where it fell and I just want to say to everyone out there go watch Rosemary's Baby I, we're going to say that all night. Go watch all these fucking movies. It's our fucking favorites. And needless to say, all these movies are tens. So, yeah, suck it. Number 12, 
written by the master himself of horror, Stephen King, directed by the zombie master himself, George A. Romero. We have 1982's Creepshow, a great horror anthology, my favorite horror anthology film. And it's just, it's a tribute to the old EC comics, the way that the movie is uh, laid out, where you get the comic book introductions to every segment, the stories themselves, the way the movie is shot and lit. It's fucking dope as fuck, man. And finally, coming in at my number 11 spot is the only horror musical on my list, written by Charles B. Griffith and Howard Ashman, directed by puppet master Frank Oz, 1986's Little Shop of Horrors. Little shop, little shop of horrors, don't stop. I know every song. I know every song by heart. Down on Skid Row. I know every fucking song. I love this movie. Fucking, um, what's his fucking name? God damn it. Seymour, you're hysterical. Suddenly uh, Seymour. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I can blank it on the, Ethan. I'm blanking on the actor's name, but I want to give him a shout out so bad. He's the best. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. I should have wrote this down. I'm but blanking on him too, bud. I can't even Darth right. Helmet. I can picture him. Darth Helmet. Helmet. Yeah, There's only five of us. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's you correct that then go watch it tonight and have the time of your fucking life. Um, God, he's Canadian. He's great. Canadians are great people, uh, and y'all are close to there. So y'all are great people too. You y'all are great people by proxy. Yeah, yeah, exactly by osmosis. (laughs) You're great. Um, yeah. So Little Shop of Horrors (laughs) rounds out my 15 through 11. Love all these movies, and I cannot wait to talk about my top 10. So I wasn't going to give a little preamble to mine until I battled with my 15 through 11, particularly my number 15, because there's two. I I made the joke with um, uh, Double D before we hit record. I was like, my number 15 may switch because there's three that could have popped on that. That was maybe probably the hardest to, to choose which ones to leave off. But the reason I chose to do this little preamble is because I know my number 15 is going to get me laughed right out of the room. I, I feel like everyone's going to hear that and they're going to be like, all right, let's, let's, I'm going to listen to another podcast. No, all jokes aside though, there's that, uh, that saying or that quote that says great memories come from great moments. And mm-hmm. my number 15 is uh, one of those. And how I did my list was similar to Tibu. It's a favorites list. All right. And um, spoiler alert, it's the only one in the franchise that will be on my list. So you guys kind of see where I'm going with this, I'm sure, right? Mm-hmm. So number, my number 15 is Halloween 2018. So oh. the reason that is on there is because Double D and I went and saw that in the theater. Okay, We sat two seats apart. It wasn't... Yep. We shared one popcorn bag with a hole in the bottom. That sounds <laughs> awkward if y'all were giving each other hand jobs from two seats away. We're they were tall really people. trying, really we're trying. Well over six feet. You see that? Yeah. They wanted a challenge. <laughs> no, but uh, we saw that movie and we were like, you know what? Let's go and re- review this. And that that just was was a highlight of seeing that in the theater and then coming back to my house, getting the fire going and reviewing it. And that started a tradition for many years because we went through all the Halloween franchise and now every Halloween we do a fireside chat. So that movie was powerful because I am not a fan particularly of the Halloween franchise. I do love a lot of them, 
but that one is my favorite, and it just kind of relit that fire. So Halloween evil dies tonight. Evil yeah. dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. Not not quite that one, but <laughs> number fourteen. We're gonna dive back to, I believe it was. Let me get the notes pulled up here. Travis will edit this. Rick out. Rick Moranis. No, I'm not. I'm leaving it in because I said Rick Moranis. Moranis. Yeah, I just thought Rick of his name. Moranis. That's yeah. yes, yes. Little Shop of Horrors. My number fourteen was a little film from 1986, directed by David Cronenberg, starring everybody's favorite, most handsome Jeff Goldblum. I've only seen this one a couple times, and it's because this is so near and dear to my heart. I'm afraid that if I rewatch it, it's going to go down. So I love having that that memory in there. But um, just, just, yeah, no, I, 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 I believe it. But um, yeah, I mean, body horror at its finest. And and I watched Shivers last night for the I first time, that. and I absolutely love, love, love that movie. Ooh, oh, everybody, yeah. go follow Boss Tune on Letterboxd. Yeah, and Drug Darius, <laughs> and Dark Fixius. Yeah, yeah. And Travis Maxwell Boone. Yeah. So don't follow me. Follow me on OnlyFans, guys. Yeah, I do already. Mm-hmm. Number 13 is my newest favorite zombie film. And, and get ready because there may be a couple zombie films on my list, oh, which man. is no surprise to anybody that knows really? me. Really? There's a zombie film. But from 2016, <laughs> we have Train to Busan. This is. I'm it. out. I'm out on one of them. God no damn it. Shit. No shit. This one is different because it more so than any other zombie film out there, it really pulls at your heartstrings. This is basically two movies in one. It's an extremely effective family drama and it's got the most terrifying new age zombies there is. So it's masterfully put together. I I can't, I can't stress it enough. Train to Busan 2016. Awesome. Yep. Can, can I suggest, suggest- can I suggest something real quick? Sure. If we if we um lose one choice, can we add another? Sure. I don't care. Okay. I did because I did. I'm not okay. doing that. Okay. My list Coming from the cheater, like that's sitting on, on our letterbox and all that fun. Yeah, stuff. I don't care enough <laughs> to do all that. Number twelve is an old timey. Old timey. I, I wish like we. Like I that. wish we were a little bit more established and not as green when we reviewed this one. But Double D and I reviewed this back in the gap, and you'll probably see a lot of films on my list from back in the old days because we, that's Please what we stop did. Looking at me. I know. I'll pull my hand out of my pants when I look at you next. How's that sound? But this one here is, in my opinion, one of the scarier movies out there, and it's because to me, a scary movie isn't something like a Jason or a Halloween. It's something that you can't control. I've said this before. I feel like if someone's trying to kill me, there's a good chance that I'll come out on top. Okay. When you talk about supernatural shit and there's nothing you can do, that's that's terrifying. The autopsy of Jane Doe is is an extremely, extremely effective small space survival horror movie. And the reveal at the end is just what ties it together. I, I just oh, yes. love how everything unfolds in your first time watch. This might be one of the better first time watch movies that I can yeah, think of. Man. Just because you have no idea what the hell you're watching and, and you don't realize what type of genre it is until the very end. And I'm not going to spoil it, but 
it's so creepy. All I got to say is, man, you, you talk about the Chekhov's gun scenario in this with that bell on the foot. No. Dude, straight nightmare fuel. Made yeah. my top Made my top 25. They established yeah. rules, but then the rules get broken every time. So there is no rules in that movie. But it's all explained at the end, though. Yeah. It Look, is. the rules don't matter. That makes it even scarier. Well, you think there's, yeah. I mean, we're we're not going to get into the reviewing it, but I do yeah. love that movie. Too. Yeah, it's Sorry. it's awesome. And to round off my fifteen through eleven, at number eleven, I have the quintessential Halloween movie. This is a must watch. Anybody that is a Halloween fan, that is a uh, fall uh, type, you know, horror movie watcher, this is on their list. I guarantee we're going to talk about it again later tonight. But that's trick or treat. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, there's, there's not another movie out there that, that's, that talks more Halloween than this, you know, Michael Myers, you can go fist yourself because (laughs) you got nothing on, uh, on trick or treat. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I got. I love it. I love everyone's 15 through 11, especially that drunk Darius threw in all the Jordan Peele movies. Yeah, and that the, was the best part. Nope and, is trash. I, I mean, thought nope, I, nope is like a five out of ten. So I I'm I cannot no, believe nope you like it. Nope, it's not scary, but it's a good movie. Nope's definitely not a ten, dude. No. If you want to stare but at fucking what clouds you in the sky for the first forty five minutes, that's a great movie. Oh, my, that's a cumulonimbus. Oh, that's a serious cloud. My favorite part is the um the slow Corey Hart. I wear my sunglasses at night. I love that scene. That's the best scene in the movie for me. Yeah. But um, and I also love that Ricky Patrol too right in his now? list. It's okay. fucking insane. It's Why fucking wouldn't yeah, I, dude? I Why wouldn't I? I just didn't know it's you loved that the movie that much. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like you said, <laughs> and like everyone said, tonight's not the list of the best movies. A top, our top ten best movies. This is our favorite movies. Fuck yeah, bud. Happy, happy Halloween. It's time, kids. You're listening to the Joe Blow Horror Show. Episode 100. Top 10 favorite horror films of all time. You don't want to miss it. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the Joe Blow Horror Show. It's almost time. Pop your popcorn. Here we go. my holes double d no uh so i was at a bonfire earlier with a bunch of like really attractive people i asked everybody their favorite scary movie yeah saw one got three the purge conjuring poltergeist omen i love the love for the old ones yeah oh yeah but Saw got the most. That Saw is... I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Right. Yeah. 
It's it's I mean it's a super popular movie. There, at this, Saw's at this an point. amazing film. Yeah, it's a ten ball. Yeah, there's a reason that, a that franchise has hit ten movies. Just yeah. saying, it's dope as fuck. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you it's all you double D. Keep going, bud. Oh, okay. No, I got nothing, dude. Let's start our top ten. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I, well, I, right. I, I, I like I like that you you fucking quiz people for tonight. I think that was a dope idea. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was too, and then I started reading, and then that's all. Well, no, because it's interesting getting, we're looking at perspectives here. Because we're looking at perspectives of your casual film viewer that's not even horror fans. Mm -hmm. And and it's going to be interesting to see how different it is from a bunch of fucking nerds like us. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So we got Saw for three. We have uh, The Omen was one. Poltergeist. Poltergeist was one. The Conjuring. Yeah. Yeah. Darkness falls. What the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? I hope Hell they punched yeah. him right in the mouth. Oh, so that's a funny story. That's actually not a joke because we actually recorded that, uh, a review of that. And uh, Tibu uh, always kind of makes fun of it because he thinks it's the worst movie ever. Oh, no, it, I like that movie. But it, it's hilarious because everybody thought it was a joke, and JC's like, no, that is, <laughs> it's legit scary. We will say, though, that beginning scene, we just talked about this, like, on, wasn't it literally the last episode or two? Yeah, where I say the boogeyman, like, that that opening it, scene. It was a boogeyman is, episode, that's what it was, yeah. The boogeyman yeah. is the like Darkness Falls that. if it was good. Yeah. 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 So fuck you guys, dude. Darkness falls. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is my Preparation best Robin Does face. feel good on the whole. All right, onward. Onward. Can you can you All milk right. a cat, Greg? <laughs> yeah. Trav, what's your number ten, ball? Let's let's start going. <laughs> All right, let's get this motherfucker. Started. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna show you guys a fire because we got a legit fire going now. Oh let's hell see. yeah! I like that. That's, that's that's a good fire. Joe Blow! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So I guess to continue on what was said earlier, um, making my list, I scoured the internet for several different perceptions on on top two hundred horrors of all time, and I did my due diligence. Went for like an fucking hour or so. I don't. I don't. Know, I lost track of of looking through movie titles, putting them on a list, getting them down to thirty. And then after the 30, it was like, all right, I had my top five pretty set. And then it was just figuring out who makes the rest of the 10, right? Can I interrupt you real quick? So, go ahead. My biggest fear the whole time I was doing this was I'm going to fucking forget a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to screw up. Oh. It's going to screw everything up. I already, I already did that, man. And I knew it was going to happen. As soon as you were like Diary of Jane or whatever the fuck the name of the movie is. Um <laughs> No, the Breaking Benjamin. It's that, it's that movie with uh, the Breaking Benjamin guy. Yeah. 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 The autopsy um, of Jane. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and, and as soon as you said that, I was like, well, I just forgot something. Fuck me. You know? <laughs> I know. Uh, but right? it, it is what it is. Like, look, man, I've watched, I've forgotten 10 times as much movies as I've, I've seen probably. I, I don't fucking know. You know? Um, so it's hard to just remember all the things you've seen, not seen. So if you don't come across it and you can't draw it up right away, it's just difficult to go on, right? So anyway, 
Um, coming in at number 10, I am going to commit at least one more blasphemy on my list to all the listeners. And you'll see why. So coming in at number 10 is Stephen King's It. I'm out. The 2000. Oh, I'm not out. And 17 <laughs> version. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it and chapter two, because I consider that to be a, co- a cohesive one, whole. One story. Right? You're yeah. counting it as yes. one movie. Gotcha. Yes, it, it is. It's one movie. So Stephen King's It, the re-fucking-make. And I say this is blasphemy because as much as I love Tim Curry and I grew up on the old Stephen King's It. I am out and then I'm out on one of your sets. Choices okay, so the, the the new the newer one is just it's fucking the chef's kiss. If you make a fucking remake, it should be that good. It should make me like enjoy it and like it better than the original, or at least as good as right. Um, I thought they did an amazing job at remaking the movie, making it you know in my, I mean it's just new. The graphics are better, right? So things do look crisper, better, darker, everything you want in a horror movie. Uh, so updated that way. Phenomenal. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, and look, all the power to fucking Bill Skarsgård because it, I mean, you cannot replace a Tim Curry, but you could fucking make Stephen King's it your own. And he did that shit with that acting. Right. Even if you see like the test video. So hell yeah. Coming in at number 10, fucking Stephen King's it 2017 remake. Love it. Love it. And I had guessed as one of your picks that it was going to be the original it because we talked about it on um mm-hmm. one of our mm-hmm. nightclub episodes yeah I, you were the hardest for me. well now double d's here and i i did make a top three for him i'm just shooting blind for mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. um based on some joe blow listening that i did back in the day i think i might have one but um we'll see but trev yeah great pick man love the new it movies they're awesome well, now that Travis is done talking, I guess I'll do my number 10. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Hey, Ricky, uh, you can go ahead and do your number 10 now. Travis said so. Sweet. Thanks. So someone already hey, mentioned hey, Ricky, my number 10. Hey, Ricky, it's your 10. turn. <laughs> oh. Well, someone already mentioned my number 10. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ooh. Damn. Yeah, you, guys, you guys want to take a guess what it is? The thing? It ain't. There's no way it's the thing at number 10. There's no. no fucking way. No, but no. Brandy the Diary of Jane Doe Ooh, is my yeah. number ten. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Um, I'm so yeah. I was so happy to see that you had this as an honorable mention, Trev, because I thought I might be the only one with it. This is a movie that, like, I return to once a year. I think it's a great introductory horror movie, but also dark enough and kind of gross enough for uh, uh, nerds like us. And it's the type of movie I could like show my mom. You know what I mean? And my mom might might dig it. And she hates horror. So, yeah. Autopsy of Jane Doe. That's my number 10. Would it be, would it be awkward watching that movie with your mom when you're wearing your gray sweatpants with a chub the whole time, though? Oof. Uh, nah, we're past that point. Even though she's <laughs> yeah. when you watch movies? Huh? Even though she sits on your lap when you watch movies? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're past that point oh, to where okay. it the, okay. the boners don't matter, man. And if, I suppose, I mean... If when she stands up, there's my lap is wet, I don't mind anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Welcome to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where your mom makes your lap wet and the boners don't matter. Yeah, bud. <laughs> that's the perfect Love that's it. the perfect tagline for us. Very nice. Very nice. Double D, you're up, buddy. My number 10. It's trick or treat. Nice. No. Nice. It's a good movie and I like it. Fuck what's yeah. Your, what, what's your favorite segment or like favorite story from that movie? Oh, Little Red Riding Hood, probably. Or the werewolf. Or, or no, I like it when the bus driver dumps all those kids into the water. <laughs> what, kind of, what was wrong with them kids? I can't remember nothing, what was wrong with them. Nothing was wrong with them, man. Yeah. <laughs> they were all drunk. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> I love you. That's a dope number 10, bro. I love I love you too, Double D. Oh. 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 He, he won't say he loves us. All right. Oh. oh, thanks. That's nice. My number 10, and I'm going to say right now, 10 through 7, they're interchangeable. But I had to pick a ranking, and I did. And that came from the heart. Ricky's about to be mad at me. My number 10. I know what it is. <laughs> what is it? Phantasm. Nope. <clears throat> Written by Dan O'Bannon and Robert Shusett. Directed by Ridley Scott. 1979's Alien. This is another movie like Rosemary's Baby that I thought was going to be in my top five. Well, I'm just... glad it's past Rosemary's Boring. <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's just it's just not. But you know what? Again, this could be this easily could be number seven, man. Like it's it's just fantastic science fiction horror done right. D- slow burn as fuck. You get so much lore building in this movie, so much mystery that's not answered. Um, and you get a dope ass motherfucking alien creature, the xenomorph. It's iconic. It's and I'm gonna say my list is probably the most milk toast list. Uh, I, I would imagine. Um, you're gonna you're gonna find a lot you're of that in there. Milk toast, bitch. It's it, it, and I mean that as far as you're gonna see a lot of, I think, popular movies. What the fuck? You better not have popular movies on your top <laughs> ten horror list, bro. Yeah, you, you you might you might we'll we'll see we'll see how it pans out, um. But Alien is is amazing, and I loved it for a long time since since high school. And a lot of these movies we're talking. I think now that we're in top ten territory, this is all pre two thousand ten shit. This is gonna be high school and before for me. So, and that's the ones that have stayed with me the longest and mean the most to me in my heart. Alien comes in at number ten. It's fucking dope, Jonesy. R.I.P. That was but, beautiful. I'm a little really. mad at. I'm a little mad is. at you. Yeah, I'm a little mad at you, but that was beautiful. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor agrees. Yes. <laughs> what is that? Wait, do you have a wizard's pipe? What do you have? It's the wand. Oh, it's a oh. wizard's wand, dude! I straight up thought that was so a piece long. of jerky you've been playing with this whole time, dude. <laughs> I probably is. wish. Oh. Jerky would be great right now. Slim Jim Potpourri in honor of Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Who's so it's, it's me. It's it's yeah. it's your boy. It's your boy. Cold blooded. Mm-hmm. Love you, Cole. Blooded. Love you, bud. Love you, Cole. Yeah. Number ten. I cheated. You know why? Because it's my fucking show. And if you don't like it, send me send me dick pics. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
And I've got two at my number 10. What okay? the fuck? Yeah. Hell because yeah. I had th- this. Okay, number 10 is Flesh Eater, but that's like that's like 10B to my 10A. Okay, okay. I'm with you. If if you want if you want to know about no, 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 no. Eater, listen to our previous episode. Uh, oh, we did the comment. Yeah. Fucking love it. Yeah, okay. I'm mad, dude. I'm so mad. <laughs> From Double D, I don't care. From him, I'm mad because he said no. F- all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no. You're damn it's right. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Now watch. I. Uh, it's the, all the, right. Like 30 episodes, I have Travis edit. He's just gonna edit that out. So my number ten is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm. I'm gonna leave it in. I'm gonna leave it hey, in because hey. I'm mad. But... I'm about to make you more mad. Why? It's all right to, to have be little bitty. Fuck you, Ricky. I know. I'm sorry. I don't want to. I love you, though. I love. I don't want to say my real uh, number ten because it's like my ten A to the Flesh Eaters ten B, but a little film from nineteen, I believe it's nineteen seventy eight, and it also is another film. Sixty eight. No, 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 no. It's not the one I'm thinking. And it's it's also it's it's my second film on my list with Jeff Goldblum. Oh, 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 we have a version of the Body Snatchers. Oh, whoa, whoa. So, so a little Philip Kaufman film, okay? Fuck this yeah, bud. has some of the best practical effects of any film from the 70s. I'm going to say it probably is is at the top of the game. The cocoon type shit they have, it's got a phenomenal cast, the cinematography, the sound effects, but most importantly is the score. It adds so much to the tension. It's It's got excellent gore, the practical effects. I mean, it, it really, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, you know, since we did films like The Outbreak, uh, Omega Man, I Am Legend. This is right in my wheelhouse. I would say my second favorite genre has got to be, besides zombies, has to be either like sci-fi type horror or like end of the world type stuff. But Invasion of the Body Snatchers just puts on a fucking clinic. And the fact that it was late 70s, it was done so well. And and I'm just a huge fan of the practical effects and just how creepy it was. So Invasion of the Body Snatchers, my number 10. Dude, Dude, rattle off that cast real quick. Yeah. Star Spangled. Donald Sutherland cast. is a goddamn pimp in that movie. Sutherland, yep. fucking Nimoy, get oh. the fuck out of here, bro. That cast is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The scene at the uh, end where Sutherland fucking iconic. points and, and yeah. screeches is blood curdlingly creepy. Yeah, it that ending is so much darker than I mean, if you think about it, it's horror it's in the daylight, as but fuck. it's oh, it's it's cosmic, but it's also just it's bleak. It's fucking yeah. bleak because the way that bleak it ends, you don't know yeah. what's going on, and then you find That's out that redundancy, sir. Yeah, ooh, ooh, love it. Mm-hmm. I love, I love that you have that. I didn't even think about that movie. That's another thing. Y'all did a lot of work to make sure you didn't forget movies, and I did not. I like to go where the wind blows. Let it <laughs> blow through my hair. You know? Yeah, oh yeah, okay. just how Con- I live my life. Con air, blow through my hair, <laughs> Con air. I've been logging my movies since 2018, and when I made a letterboxed, I went through every movie ever made from every year ever made, ever made, and or, that ever was. Blah. I'm getting drunk. I'm getting payad. Uh, and so I've got like over 2,000 movies on my letterbox. Come at me, bitch. Very nice, Mr. Trevor. We're we're very proud of you. All right. Yeah, for number nine, buddy. 
Coming in at is he gone? Number nine. Is who gone? Oh, he's breathing. He ain't frozen. Oh. I thought you were frozen. <laughs> he's, he's gonna have one more gummy. He's gonna have those train to Busan eyes. He's talking about me. <laughs> Trevor can't I, read. <laughs> I, already, I already got the train to Busan eyes, ball. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number nine. I know I have a bunch of full moon furry sons of bitches in here that love their werewolves. Oh, Travis, it's not a werewolf movie. It's quite the fucking opposite. Oh, good. (laughs) Coming in at number nine, 1992, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, and Keanu Reeves, is Bram Stoker's Dracula. I love me. I, I love me some some werewolf movies, but I have a fondness in my heart for the vampires. I love this fucking movie. It has great acting. It has great storytelling. The effects for the day were awesome, if not like kind of cheesy, but just great, right? Um, it's awesome, and that's what I can say. And, and, it, and it, it even a has a werewolf in it. It does have a werewolf, in it, <laughs> in and, and it has Southern Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Southern Keanu Reeves. I agree. And with I just you. I, I no, do want to again, highlight like that's Devil's Advocate. Never mind. I'm sorry. I fucked that it, up. It has it has some very yeah, iconic scenes in it, right? I didn't get yeah, edited out. I'm not edited. So it out. no, it's fine. Yeah, no, edit it. Edit it out. You sound dumb. I don't want you. to Anyway, so yeah, number nine's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Very nice, dude. Bram Stoker's Dracula is a motherfucking ten, and I. Here we go. Already I'm looking at movies I forgot to consider. Yep. And there mm-hmm. you go. But I don't mind. I'm just going to go with my number nine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Why am I Dr. Seuss? I don't mind. I'm going with number nine. Oh, fuck. I, it's like I'm a... You're speaking in rhyme. It's All like the you're time. finishing time. my... Sandwiches. Sentences. Time. Sam- I'll eat your ass. Nine. Because I have class. Sir, only if you have a hall pass. <laughs> my number nine is a newer one. One of the newer movies on my list. Probably the newest. I probably shouldn't say that. Filmed by Robert Eggers. Anyone want to take a stab at which Robert Eggers film? The Lighthouse. It's The Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Trevor, Trevor has his uh, he- headphones on. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. We got a full moon out tonight. That was a full moon. (laughs) Someone better come up with a werewolf movie soon because my number nine is The Lighthouse by Robert Eggers. Fuck yeah, The Lighthouse is awesome. And I looked at it hard. Dope ass (laughs) isolation horror. You get Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson as uh, some lonely, crazy motherfuckers stuck on an island in a giant penis together, (laughs) and it's amazing. (laughs) It's shot in black and white at a weird fucking old-school ratio on old-ass film. It's amazing. You can see see the lines in Defoe's fucking face Mm -hmm. from space. It's beautiful. (laughs) Dr. Seuss again. I have a question. For, yeah, I have a question for this this one too. What's are the you question? are you fond of me, lobster? Tell me you're fond, fond of me, lobster. Okay, 
have it your way. I'm fond of your lobster. But what about yeah. my what about my farts? <laughs> you goddamn farts, dude! Some of the best dialogue I've ever fucking heard in a horror movie. It's the best. It's the best. It's amazing that the movie is so genuinely bleak, but also so fucking funny. Yes, it's a it's a low key horror comedy. It really For is. Real. It really is, dude. That's a dope number nine. I love it. Thank you. It's DD next. Double D. The double D. He got nine on it. Nine signs. on it. The movie Signs. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Signs. Look, God yeah. damn it. Man. That, that makes, makes me feel real. bad about not having a M. Night Shyamalan movie in my top that, 15. That yeah, makes me irritated on way too much. That makes me mad. That makes me mad that my favorite M. Night movie isn't on this list because I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. I'm always, done talking now. Always time to edit. Oh, wait. What? Hold on. Oh, wait. No, wait. Ain't wait. no time to edit. We got Jay of the motherfucking dead with us. Dead! What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. Hi, Happy Jay. 100. Happy 100. Uh, Joe Blow Horse. Thanks, show. man. Yes, Thank sir. You. Thank so you so much. Hey, right I'm before not... I'm going to pop into my number nine, we have with us the Jay of the Dead. Thank you, sir, for popping in. Oh, what is Jay of the Dead? That, where's, that, where's, <laughs> the motherfucking me. man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's an honor. This looks like a party. Thank you for inviting me. Oh. I'm so impressed. Are you out in the in the cornfields or what? What are we gonna get? <laughs> We're all corn? naked from the waist down, man. It's great. <laughs> and the waist up. Some of us. <laughs> yeah, you can't see the cornfields behind us, but we got a nice little fire going. We're sitting outside here. We got some awesome fall weather. I love Jay of the Dead. Yeah, Jay of the Dead's a fucking G. Jay of the Dead, thank you for joining us. Um, episode 100. We we got a lot of memories with you. Jay has been with us for three, I believe, of our our um, summer series. So mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. counting. I hope I hope to be back for more. I love it. I love you guys. Oh, Fuck for yeah. sure. Yeah, Fuck yeah, Serious. yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Was, How's the me, countdown uh, going? Surprising, fun, uh, excellent. We're all having a blast. We're having a party, and. The fact that you popped in is just make elevating the the entire evening. Oh, uh, yeah. Love, 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 love you, Jay. I mean, it's great. <laughs> well, uh, I love you too. And of course, I mean, I wouldn't have missed this because seriously, a hundred episodes is a tremendous accomplishment. And I don't, you know, I'm not just saying this. I don't know if the listeners realize it takes a lot of time to do this. And do you know that I read a stat once? as a when i was producing for um small businesses i did research on this um i i guess apparently most podcasts don't make it past episode 8 mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's such a a thankless um you know endeavor sometimes so the fact that you guys got 100 i'm i'm seriously proud of you that's amazing thank you jay thank you thank you that's awesome coming so. from the from the master of horror podcasting that fucking means a lot Hey, yeah. hey, man! No, no short change for you, sir. You are the man. You're the OG, and everyone knows that. When they go back, and if if anyone out there is a horror podcast listener, they know Jay of the Dead. They fucking know. So thank you, mm-hmm. man. That that means a lot. It means a lot to me, and I know Cole too. Yeah, thank you. Sure, thank you. 
<laughs> sure. Do you? Uh, how about I do my number nine real quick? Yeah. And Jay's got a lull. I think he's going to talk about one of his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But Absolutely. I, Trevor, I came here. Trevor's shaking here. his titties. He loves it so much. I'm going to oh, shake yeah. him with him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I came here tonight to list off my my top ten plus five honorable mention horror films, right? Mm-hmm. So I came here with beer. I still have a lot of beer, but I also came to chew <gasps> bubble gum and kick ass. And I, oh! and, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So my number nine is They Live. This one right here, I had the pleasure of seeing this again in the theater with Double D and JC was there. And I also recently got a new uh, Blu-ray of it. And all I got to say about this is it's the ultimate cheese fest. All right. You have Rowdy Roddy Piper who acts about what you would expect out of a professional wrestler. All right. 10 out of 10. But it works so well in this film. It has probably one of the greatest fight scenes in any genre. I'm not <laughs> also 10 action. out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Bruce that long-ass 10-minute fight. Your heart out. Yeah. And it's, oh, man. I, I just absolutely love it. The the whole gimmick with the sunglasses and how everything changes, like as a kid, I'll never forget just being absolutely terrified and then walking around, you know, back back then we had malls. I don't really know if malls are a thing anymore, but walking around malls and just like that in the back of my head, like who would be, you know, and I'm sitting there, you know, with my mom and she's getting her perm done or some shit. And I'm like, that lady definitely is an alien, you know, (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite memories of this. uh, And I'll never forget is just the ending. And, and I wish the movie almost did a better job of portraying how dark and fucked up it is. Right. You don't realize how, I mean, it's brutal. I mean, I don't want to spoil it. If you haven't seen this movie, too bad, but it's going to get spoiled. But just how absolutely brutal is where they break into the facility and they just, you know, shot in the back of the head and the other one gets gunned down and that's it. And you're like, wow. I mean, there's a little hope there where you're thinking they, they crash the satellite, but it ain't over. So I, I just, right. I love it, man. 1988's They Live. What what a, what a leak is fuck. Great choice. Great yeah. choice. Great choice, man. So. Mr. J of the Dead, I know you were going to talk about uh, a movie or something you had, so the floor oh, is yours, sure. my friend. Sure, and I and honestly, I hate to disrupt what you guys are doing. No, no, no. no. We, have, we have people popping in all night long, so. Okay, all right, well, thanks, thank you. Uh, I guess just the, the two movie shout-outs for you, something brand new, uh, I bet some of you caught it in theaters. If you haven't yet, put this at the top of the list. When evil lurks, have you guys seen this? Not yet, but I Not it's yet. on my list. Okay. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you've got. I'm sure you've heard the buzz, but anyway, I guess it's going to also be streaming on Shutter October 27th. So yeah, definitely put that. That's a priority, and buckle up for that. You know, don't watch that with your grandma. <laughs> no, unless she has a pacemaker like me. Then, <laughs> no shit. Sure. Survive it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's the that's the new one and and in terms of an old one like one of my favorite movies that like i love the champion horror movies this is definitely not in the top 10 of all time kind of like you know realm but this is something to check out it's called eat from 2014 i've never <laughs> and, heard of it and I've it's never real, heard of it and it it's based on a really 
rare phenomenon actually like this actually i looked this up it actually happens it's basically about this girl who has this compulsion to be a cannibal but it's self cannibalism she eats oh. parts of her own body <laughs> oh wow and, huh. and, let me, and let me just give you one warning on this when you first turn this on you're gonna be like what is this is this did somebody just like shoot this on their camcorder like the answer is yes okay <laughs> so it's super low budget but all of the budget all of the any expense that went into this went into the actual eating effects of her body and the gore and okay pretty good pretty gruesome and memorable so i mean i'm just saying if you want a horror movie that's like off-putting and memorable uh check out eat 2014 thank nice. you jay for those I recommendations just, i just added it to my list yeah yeah i'm, I'm gonna hear we this need back. To show it in the swamp donkey bro <laughs> cannibalism uh, night on the night <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm we all can about stream it. that in cannibal holocaust and like all of our discord is just gonna leave <laughs> <laughs> thank you jay Thanks. those are some great recommends i never heard of eat but uh and i'm looking forward to when evil lurk or where is it when or when, where evil when, when, when evil, evil lurks. lurks yeah yeah it's it's on the list so dope dope as fuck and i i i are you or is he? Are you here? Because I'm editing this, so I'll edit this part out. But are you here for the duration, or you just popped in? I'm. Um, I'm just my my boy and I spawn of the dead. Uh, we got a couple horror movies to watch here in a few minutes. But if you don't mind, mm-hmm. I like to hear your next couple picks or yeah. whatever you're doing. I want to hang out for a few minutes at yeah. least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Trev, uh, go ahead with your. What, what are we on now? Number eight. Number eight. Boy. Number eight. If it's me, yeah. Yes, the sir. one thing. The one yeah. thing I wanted to say real quick, though, is uh, um, next week I'm leaving a fall camping trip, which ironically is might as well be a winter trip because it's going to be over Halloween weekend, which is pretty cool. Jay the Dad, you'll get a kick out of this. So normally we do our fall camping trip early to mid-October, but between my kid, my wife's birthday, and my son's hockey tournaments, it had to fall on that weekend. I'll be home in time for trick-or-treating, but my buddies and I, I don't know if this is cheesy or if you guys will appreciate it, but there's four of us that are going to be camping the whole time. Plus there's going to be about four or five others that are going to be coming and going to visit. And we're going to carve pumpkins and we're going to put pumpkins out around our campsite in the middle of nowhere, in Northern Minnesota. And to top it off, my one, my, my buddies, they send me all of their movie requests. And so obviously this year we're watching flesh eater and we're watching trick or treat because it's Halloween. Yeah. But my one buddy said you have nice. to get when evil lurks, so that is on the list, and I oh, will be bringing that up to watch. And my buddy's got a battery powered projector, so we're going to be pretty much in Canada with no service around, but we're going to be watching around the campfire uh, those movies when and including when evil lurks. So. Y'all should fucking watch Blair Witch. Yay! <laughs> that should be on one, the list. Halloween glad... Four is on the list as well too, and I can't. Oh, I think Ginger Snaps maybe is one, but oh fuck! I'm, yeah. I'm glad you interrupted because we're actually on number nine. So Trev, go ahead with oh, your number nine. I, I already, <laughs> no, I already did my number no, nine. So it's somebody nine. else. Yeah. Oh, it's number eight. yeah, it's yeah, Ricky. Cole then. was last. My bad. Cole was last. Trevor is first. It's Trevor. Number eight. Yes. Yeah. Then it's number nine because I didn't do mine. You didn't do okay. your number nine. Nope. <laughs> well, do your number nine, and then we'll have Trevor go. Thanks for fucking it up, Tibu. I didn't fuck it up. We we did. You the went order. after Cole. 
No, Cole goes after you in the list. Right. Yeah. Cole right. goes after him. Yeah. All right, so maybe Cole, I cut him off. Anyways, Tibu, what do you got? No, you you did. Wait, what was your number ten? My ten was recording. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and my number nine was They Live. So I might have cut in front of you. You did. You did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Go, Travis. Welcome to podcasting. Let's go, yeah. Let's go. Here we go. Go, Travis. Go, Travis. Go. Go, Travis. Go, Travis. Go. Go, Travis. Go, Travis. Go. I'll try. Go. Witness. Go. Witness. Go. Help. Go. Witness the professionalism. I love um, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in at number nine for me is a movie that I saw back in high school. Fucking blew me away, and I had to be honest in my heart. Give it the number nine slot. Written and directed by Richard Kelly from 2001. It's Donnie Darko. Now, I know this is a horror-adjacent movie. Um, <laughs> There's going to be maybe a few on this list that are. But fuck you, I don't care. This movie was horror enough that it fits the bill. It's so quotable. Um, the character from Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, too. I, I, I question your dedication to Sparkle Motion. Or whatever the fuck that was. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it, it, I, what I love about this movie is it's such a big, complex plot that's happening within a small, minimalist film. Uh, the the story is way bigger than what you're actually introduced to, but the iconography from it, from Frank's bunny suit to my boy Donnie wearing the hoodie with the skeleton costume on, time travel elements. Um, the the soundtrack is. 80s glory it's it it's 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 just littered with horror references and the sex smurf scene where they talk about how papa smurf is gonna film all the smurfs banging smurfette and he's gonna jack off to it like look it's so tarantino i love donnie darko i love donnie darko and i have since i was a kid so it's a fucking 10 out of 10 like everything else on this list and donnie darko is my number nine we all I die alone i got a quick funny story for you so my son is into Fortnite, and for birthdays he always asks for what's called v bucks so they're like dollars you can spend on Fortnite to buy outfits and all this stuff and he's like dad come see this new outfit i got and he's like it's a scary easter bunny and i go in there and i look this movie has <laughs> eclipsed itself and it is now in the I would say like the mainstream. I don't think any of the kids know what it is on there, but he right. he bought the Donnie Darko skin, they call it on there. He's running around playing. I'm like, oh, oh if only you knew the movie that this was from. You know, you got a little ten year old like, oh, I got a scary Easter bunny. <laughs> but right. yeah. why are why are you wearing that stupid bunny suit? And he's like, Why are you wearing that stupid man suit? Like there's so many great <laughs> quotes from this movie. I, I wish I could go deeper, but for brevity's sake, I'll stop because Donnie Darko is ha like, I want to cover that movie one day. I love that movie so fucking much. Anyway, that's my number nine. So, okay, Boss Tuna, we're fucking up our order. Trev, what's your number eight? <laughs> number eight. This movie was made in 1991. Uh, many people might not call it an actual horror movie, but I fucking do. And I've made this argument before. I'm out. But just in case. I'm out. I'm out. I will again. fucking commit some more fucking blasphemy, motherfuckers. Starring Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins oh, and God. Lawrence Bonnie. Directed by Jonathan Dim. 
Riders were Thomas Harris and Ted Talley. It is the silence of the lambs. <laughs> and and I get it, right? We thriller, right? Fucking crime kind of mystery. There's some fucking horror in this movie. Thrillers. I don't thrillers care what anybody says. Look, look, thrillers man. don't exist. Yeah, yeah. It's Let me just tell you light something. horror. That's right. Anthony Hopkins in this movie sw- flipped a fucking switch in my brain. Fuck. That was my 40,000-year-old ancestor's <laughs> fucking gut that bad shit was about to happen, right? Like, that. the look he gives me in this movie is something primal, primally feared, because it looks like a fucking predator, right? And not just any predator, a smart fucking predator. Um, Great acting, great storyline uh, between Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Jody Foster and, and, of course, uh, Lawrence... Olivier. I just a little bit. There you go. Um, look, man, this this movie's great. It had to make my top ten. This is one of my formative movies. I grew up kind of watching this, right? Um, and I love it. And it spawned more movies and a TV series, and they're all pretty fucking good. So check it oh, out. Yeah, I love it, dude. It's such a fucking banger film. Yes. Who's next? Is it a uh, Rickles or it yeah, it's Rickles me. next? Do I need to wait? Oh, Travis is back. All right. So for my number eight, back in 1995, direct-to-video film made by Stuart Gordon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This movie is freaky, and it takes place in a castle. (laughs) This is Castle Freak. This is one of yeah, the, this is one of the funniest, saddest movies I've ever seen in my life. It has some of the most melodramatic filming and sound design and acting. It's I mean, it's Jeffrey Combs, man. He's cutting the fuck up, chewing up the scenery, and overacting his ass off. It's amazing. And the creature effects, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. The the sound the sound design is dope, the score is dope. Amazing film, atmospheric, gothic. Go watch it, and it's kind of cosmic, bro. Very nice. I I I thought this was gonna be a little bit higher on your list, so yeah. bad on me for that. But Trev, I wanted to say before we go further, I'm out for one of you. I only have one more movie for your top three, and I doubt it's your oh, number one. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Never so, know. Well, no, I don't think this is no. number one, but but it's in his top three, I think. But we'll find out. Uh, so dope. Double dope D's up. Double D. What are we at? Eight. Yep. We're at eight, buddy. My number eight is Joyride. Yeah, yeah, bud. Yeah, nice Good movie. We just covered that Curdy curd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys just reviewed that with Carly, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, very nice. My number eight. And I drug all my friends to the movie theaters to see this back in 2006. I did not tell them it was in Spanish, even though I knew it was. <laughs> and we all ended up walking out of the movies loving it. Everyone loved it. And that is a film by Guillermo del Toro. It's a fantasy horror film. It's a war movie. It is something that stuck with me for years and years. And yes, we covered it on the fucking nightclub. 
it's Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. I love Pan's Labyrinth. I love the lore. Yeah. I love the fairy tale aspect. I'm a big fairy tale fan. I love the darkness, the bleakness of this movie. I love the fucking villain, Vidal, uh, Captain Vidal or Colonel Vidal, whatever his name is. El Capitan. Uh, El Capitan. That's right. And it's just the imagery in it. Um, everything you can draw from it is brilliant. And the, the story itself is, is a sad one. Um, a little girl in, you know, fucking civil war Spain that's dealing with her mother being the, I don't know. She's like the pregnant girlfriend of this captain who is a savage motherfucker, but she gets swept up in her own fantasy world that the the movie teeters on. Is this real? Is this not? And I love that aspect of it. I tend to think it is real because I love the outcome of the movie and I won't spoil the outcome of the movie with words, but it's optimistic. And I like that for this movie and for her story. So Pan's Labyrinth is my number eight. Um, Again, 10 through seven interchangeable, but uh, that's, I landed on Pan's Labyrinth. It, especially for that theater watch because the, the pale man, that ogre, that scene in the movie theater, I pictured that creepy bitch creeping up the aisle towards me while I was watching it. And she had one rule not to follow. Don't eat anything there, man. And she ate a grape. And I'm like, you, the fairies were warning her. They're like, no. Right. no. <laughs> and right. she ate that grape anyway. And I'm like, oh, my God, Ophelia. Ophelia, what are you Dude, doing? I remember, I remember our episode and I was like. I would have took them eyes and I would have put them under his hands and then I would have took the, took, took, put the, put the eyes in the pile of grapes so he couldn't find them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was, I was coming up with all kinds of ways to eat all that food. Yeah. Trick that motherfucking. And, and, and in a fairy tale, you can, you can trick the villain. You can trick him. But this movie did something different. But you know what? Gimel He'd have been running around with some grapes in his hands. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't have seen shit. He, <laughs> He'd have got some 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 vitamins, I guess, but or whatever. Um, <laughs> Guillermo del Toro is a masterful director. He's done nothing but masterpiece after masterpiece. He's even won, you know, for what it's worth, for what it's worth to anyone out there. He won Best Picture for Shape of Water. This guy is a brilliant filmmaker, and um, I think Pan's Labyrinth is his masterpiece, and uh, yeah. I love it. My number eight is Pan's Labyrinth. I love it. I love to hear it, man. I Cold lost bl- my daughter. What? I lost my daughter to the abyss, but tonight I'm calling her back. Ooh. Ooh. I know it. Nothing? I know it. Can I say it? Jay, do you know it? You're nodding. Can I say it? I know it. No, yes. The void. the void. The oh, void. I will God. tell you what. Yeah! AKA cold blooded is the void. In my opinion, this is the best cosmic horror film there is. Okay. Also, I will say that for sure, there is no movie that works better with its budget than The Void. Okay. We're, we're talking a crowdfunded fifty or $60,000 budget that has probably the best practical effects since the 80s. All right. Steven Kostansky, he's, he's an absolute G. 
the one thing that works so well with this movie is is it's it's the opening scene just with how creepy it is you you have no idea what's going on and the I love that opening man oh man it's so it's good. such a mind bender it's such a mind bender and i just the hellraiser vibes you get out of it and it's it's one of those where i it's i watch this movie every single year and ironically enough it's when we do our winter camping trip because this hits different when you're in Canada, 50 miles away from the nearest civilization, and you're in a tent, and it's 30 below outside with the wind ripping, all right? And then you have to go out to take a leak, and you think that there's, like, somebody with the robe on in the background staring at you, so. <laughs> nice. I This movie just creeps the hell out of me. I, I absolutely love it, and it just makes me so much more excited when... I just realized what they did with that budget. And it makes me mad because I do kind of hold this when I see other movies that are micro budget. I'm like, ah, oh, why can't you be more? Yeah. Anyways, number eight for boss tuna is the void brother. That's a great fucking choice. I did not fucking expect a. that on your list at all. So wow. I didn't either. That's amazing. I, I forgot about the, that one when I was making my top. Oh shit. <laughs> God damn. damn. <laughs> It might yeah, have been in see. there. I don't know. And I go through. I'm. I've been impressed. Just a little bit. I've been here tonight. You guys are throwing out some artistic, artistic picks. So there's some film art in here tonight. So so well done. This is all right. Is, Thank you, Jay. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah. I praise. Speak, speaking of some some God. fucking art, <laughs> Jay. Let's let's start off with my number seven because it's a fucking work of art. Yeah. You can't be on the Joe Blow Horror Show, don't you know? Mm-hmm. And talk to cold blooded without having a little bit of zombie in your life, right? That's right. right. We can all agree with that. We we that gotta have we gotta have to the me. fucking yeah. zombie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So coming in at number seven, the zombie movie y'all probably didn't think about when you thought of me, or maybe did. Uh I can have I to say go one? with Yes, go ahead. John of the Dead. No. But Damn, okay. that almost made my top 15. It was on the list, it. right? Of 30, I right? Believe it. Yes, yes. My style is very not unique at all. Um, Let's see. 2000. Well, okay. You're right. 2009's Ruben Flesher movie written by Rhett right. Reese and Paul Wernick starring Jesse Eisenberg. Oh. Emma Stone. Woody Harrelson and my man Tim Murray, (laughs) fucking zombie land, son. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. (laughs) Fucking whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Tim Curry, (laughs) Bill Murray. (laughs) Whatever. This movie is is a fucking zombie gym, right? I don't care. Like, look, I, I have all the respect for like the the deep and meaningful fucking. Uh, you know, zombie movies that make you think about life and shit. I mean, in a way, Zombieland does that. But they're just like, you know what? We're going to make a fucking kick-ass zombie movie that makes you do feel emotions, right? Because there, there's some fucking sad moments in this movie. I'm, I'm not going to be honest with y'all. But uh, Zombieland, Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, with Emma Stone, uh, making a, um, her, you know, an appearance. Um, this movie's awesome, right? Uh, the way it is put together, the storyline, the way J- Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg's character, not not Michael Sarah, 
or Jesse not Pinkman. Michael Sarah or Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> um, the way he has his list of ways to survive, right? And them going throughout the movie and, and just every once in a while hitting up one of the pieces on his list, right? Um, like enjoy the little things, like a fucking Twinkie, right? It's the end of the world. Take take what joy you can and where, wherever you can, right? Um, there's some wisdom in those things, but there's also some fucking comedian, uh, comedian comedy. Um, there are some serious parts in this movie. The acting's great. It makes you laugh. Uh, it's a good time. And at this point, obviously, any movie on my list is going to be a ten. But the rewatchable is there for every single movie I'm gonna 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 tell you, right? Anyone that knows me from the nightclub or even previous Joe Blow or my podcast, you know, Fixie's Playground, um, you're gonna know that rewatchability is a huge factor in everything that I enjoy. If I cannot watch you again, you're probably not gonna make a top anything list, right? So uh Zombieland is something I will watch probably once a year at least. And enjoy it every single Serbian time. films is number one. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question so, for you with this you movie. You just can't stop watching it with one hand. <laughs> I, I have a question, Trev. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tibu. Do you double tap? Yeah, you every double Every single fucking time. I'm down, Doesn't man. matter what I'm doing. You double Woody tap Harrelson, that shit. Dude, Woody Harrelson's a G. This yeah. Dude, I saw this in theaters, and I thought it was going to be awful. And just when I saw that fucking opening with For Whom the Bell Tolls, I knew that at least this movie was going to be fun. Yes. So I'm with you. And Emma Stone's cute as a button. Let's go. Every, everybody, go watch, yeah. everybody go watch Woody Harrelson's last SNL monologue as of, as of today. He's a 10. Mm-hmm. Dude, mm-hmm. his dad killed JFK. You guys know that, right? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's documented. <laughs> the class. Declassify. <laughs> All right, three six rickles. Oh, it's my turn. I think, I think it's your yeah. turn, bud. Yeah, gummies are kicked in. Good. Speaking of meaningful art. <laughs> speaking of meaningful art, my number seven from the year I was born, nineteen eighty seven. We have street trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Yeah, I was waiting for this no. movie to show up in your list. Yeah, you knew it was gonna, man. Yeah, I could, I could watch this movie every other day, and and be perfectly fine. This movie is just horrible <laughs> and mean spirited and hilarious, and the effects are amazing, and it's so c- much more competent than it deserves to be from a from a critical standpoint. With the way it's shot, the composition, the fucking sound design. Like, it's like professional people made a horrible movie on, and it's, it's amazing. I love it. Bronson is also definitely in my top 10 villains of all times. So I just want to say shout out to the air support and Charlie and everyone. That boy, throws, yeah. that boy throws a dick around. <laughs> he throws, yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you get fucking dick. Keep away games with dicks. You get hot potato dick, <laughs> bro. Hot potato dick, all kind of shit. People melting into toilets. Oh. This movie is all about. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, because I think. I'm so. I, yeah, I, I don't want to say anything else. Then watch this motherfucking movie. It's hilarious. Uh, it might make you a little sad, but it'll make you more happy than sad. I promise. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. What you had, Jay? What'd you say? 
What you had, Jay? Oh, that, that. I just, uh, <laughs> that's, that's one of those, uh, cinematic oddities. Definitely. They're, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and, and the poster, I mean, just the poster, I've always liked that poster because it's like, that was the one where like you walk by it in the video store, you see it, you're like, what is this? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Amazing. Hell yeah. I would love to see someone try to make something like that today. Can you imagine? i'm sorry i can't stay longer for real but thank you for having me pop in i appreciate you guys seriously thank you for showing up for joe blow episode 100 dude it's an honor it's a it's a privilege and you are the fucking man so thank you so much man (laughs) thank you thank you thank you jay for coming like i said you are one of the main your your podcast is literally the first horror podcast i ever listened to and and one of the main inspirations that uh got joe blow going so uh i'm glad we've been able to collaborate over the years and you've been a recurring guest with us and popping on for episode 100 means a lot so thank you very much and make sure you guys check out uh, Jay the Dad's new horror movies, horror movie podcast. He's got a lot of good stuff out there. And stay tuned because he will return. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice. It was nice to get to meet. Um, so it's Rickles and Trev, right? And um, Double Rickles D's there. Yep. Double D is here as well, too. And Double D. And Double D. That's right. Double so, I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten to know these guys yet. So maybe in the future I'll get to. Uh, chat with you more too but yeah you. we we could do a collaboration you and me jay i think it would be fun absolutely. hell yeah. yeah absolutely awesome. yeah just let me know I, I i love this crew for real you guys are fun so yeah just mm-hmm. tell me but thanks again and congrats again on on f100 that's tremendous all right thanks buddy you guys. for popping in love you jay absolutely. thank you so much love you bud. good night thank good you good night have fun oh yeah <laughs> Damn, that was awesome. Jay of the motherfucking dead. There it is. Yeah, but One of the tricks and one of the treats for tonight. So, I all right, who's it. up? Well, Rickles went, Jay of the dead went, so I think next it's Double D. Double D. All right, you bitches ready for this one? Yeah. yeah. Don't hold your breath. <gasps> oh, shit. I said don't hold your breath. Okay. <laughs> Dusk. Till dawn. Yes. That had Fuck to be. Yeah, that bud. Had to be an that's a great fucking movie. All right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's another one. You I'm guys just like glitched out for a second. <laughs> no, I screamed. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> I heard it too loud. But that's all I have to say about that movie. Next. <laughs> <laughs> that that made my top twenty-five as as well as Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, the, the switcheroo in that movie is a goddamn 10 out of 10. And when I first yeah. watched it, I did not know that was going to happen at all. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. bud. Again, another great first-time watch because you have mm-hmm. no idea what's going to happen until until I, it happens. Yeah. Yeah, I had By no idea. By the time idea. I saw the movie myself, I already knew because my parents had watched it. And once it got too crazy, like... uh. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, we can't let Ricky watch this. It's too crazy. <laughs> so I saw like the vampire. I saw the vampires and shit. So, yeah, I rented this because I, I, I saw Robert Rodriguez directed it and I was on a kick and I hadn't I didn't read the back of the box. I didn't know anything. And when whenever that movie switches 
from what it is to what it becomes. My mind was so blown. I paused the movie. I called Cody and I said, brother, have you ever seen dust from dust till dawn? He's like, nope. I'm like, ride your bike over to my house right now. Yeah, Because <laughs> I wanted to see his fucking face. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, and I did. I did. Hell yeah, Double D. That's a solid ass fucking pig. Okay. All right. Mr. T Boot. My number T-Bizzle. seven. Um, and I'm gonna cheat too now because I'm working in two No, no. Yeah, I am. I'm working in two franchises right here from my childhood. So if everyone's gonna cheat tonight and do whatever the fuck they want, then I will too. So um <laughs> Written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift, directed by Ronnie Yu. From 2003, we have Freddy versus Jason. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah, son. If anyone is a member of the nightclub discord, you know I love a horror icon versus icon fight. I love a good boogie down, uh, courtesy of Phantasm 2. But uh yeah, this is this is like the ultimate clash of the Titans. You get Freddy versus Jason, Freddy Krueger versus Jason Voorhees. And this movie went through so many iterations. It as far as like development hell and script writing goes, we had Pinhead as a referee, we had fucking a Freddy cult, all kinds of shit before this movie finally got settled on. And I I fucking want to challenge anyone out there to make a better story connect than this movie did yes there's problems yes there's issues yes there's things that don't make fucking sense but you know what when i went and saw this in 2003 in the theater and everyone was picking sides and the crowd was going wild wild the whole movie one of the best cinema watches i ever had <laughs> and one of the best movies I've ever fucking seen. And when I got this on DVD, I watched it on repeat in my house, in my room, over and over and over. Commentary tracks, special features, everything over all the time, all the time it was on. So Freddy versus Jason, this movie is in my top 10. I I was surprised by it showing up in here, but this is where my heart led me, oh, and I can't deny the op the like the opening of the movie is Freddy at his best, and introducing the story, and then by the time you get to the end and you get the final fights, we get two epic fights from these horror icons, and in the final fight, they get blown to three different locations. They go from a cabin in the dream world. Freddy is fucking Jason up in a cartoonish way. And then then Freddy gets pulled into the real world where the metal music kicks in and the fire is going. And Freddy's like, oh, shit. And Jason demolishes a cabin with Freddy's body. They get blown to a construction site. Then they get blown to a fucking dock. Then they get blown off the dock by explosions into the lake. This movie is a fucking 10. It's don't a- forget about the best part where they blow each other. That's that's uh that's only on a special that's website. A director. Oh stuff. shit! Yeah, that's, Never that's mind. A, my that's bad. A, that's a different movie. Uh, 
but th- yeah, this movie they 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 blow each other all over the place. So <laughs> it's, it's it took me a second to catch on to what you said. <laughs> I was so into my my mode. Um, I love this movie. I love it. I love it in my heart. And Freddy versus Jason is my number seven pick. Boom. I love oh, it. Yeah. You're the only person who thinks I'm funny. I'm sorry. Uh, I love you, and you'll never go anywhere as long as I have anything to say about it. Yes, I will keep you firmly planted on the base of my penis. Deep. I want to be. I want to be deep in there all the time. <laughs> you get the full one and a quarter inch treatment, and I want you deep in me twice. Oh, that's a whole three and a half Halloween. inches on Christmas and on Thanksgiving <laughs> and on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the whole end of the year, just stay deep inside. Yeah. All right, number seven. Oh, yeah, sorry, yours. Boss yep. Tuna. <laughs> sorry. Yep. yep. What's your number six? No, for number seven. Number seven. Number seven. Fuck, I'm fucking it all up. I've, I've got a request for you guys. Can Can you guys please send more paramedics? Yes, we can. Because my number seven is Return of the Living Dead. Rickles, yeah, I got one bud. question for you, buddy. Do I, you want I'll... a party? Yeah, I want a party. I want a yeah. party because it's party time. Hell yeah. So uh, my son's been all into the, the horror stuff lately, and he's like, Dad, what are you watching? And most of my October has been spent re-watching films for my top ten list, right? And I told him, he, he's huge into zombie movies. And um, I told, I, you know, he knew I was watching this one here, and I'm like, well, you can start watching at about 30 minutes in. Because of obvious reasons, right? Sure. With um, there's there's some special dance scenes that get some blood right. flowing into your loins. Yeah, yeah. But after that, he popped in, and and we had a we had a great time watching this. It's it's you know Dan O'Bannon is the man, and and and, and I Absolutely. love the fact of you know we were talking about I think pre-show too um, with one of our friends that were here. It's it it does a good job as far as giving you just it dangles a carrot enough to create that story inside of your head of of why do zombies eat brains why do zombies eat people and you get that you know to make it hurt less kind of thing so it gets a little bit deep there but then it just gets fucking silly and you just get some crazy silly ass scenes you get you know once the gas releases you get the dog cut in half you get all these creatures coming out of the grave and it's just it's it's fun this is the storyboard is so good it's such a cinematic movie dude Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a fun, it's a fun flick, but it's pretty dark as well, too, but yeah. it's a classic. I mean, Return of the Living Dead is, is it's a generic pick, but there's a reason it's on so many people's lists. Check it out. It's it's a fucking, it's a gem. It's my number one zombie film of all time thus far. Hell yeah. Travis, you're mute. I don't think it's a, a generic pick, man. I think it's a great pick, and I, I, I love it. And as far as zombie movies go, like Ricky just said, it's his number one zombie film like this is a movie that you don't always see as someone's number one or even on a list like i I, some people maybe but i think it's a great pick dude i love i love that movie too it's it's a fucking 10 it's a fucking oh yeah it's a 10 bro all day every day yeah 
Yeah, every one of mine is a ten. Obviously, if 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 we didn't make that clear enough, right, right, mine we're all, all it's all, all tens. If I'm talking to you about my top one hundred, it's probably all tens. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah, saying. The nightclub is the Oprah Winfrey show of fucking tens. You get a ten, and you get a ten, and if you we get love a you ten. enough, if we love you enough, we don't care about your faults. You're yep. still a 10, baby. Yep. All right, ten. we're going to get into our top six, starting with number six. Trevor, what do you got, buddy? Yes, sir. Trevor is back. Let's see. This movie was made in 2016. Spoiler alert. I did not double up any movies in any franchises. So if they share a franchise, you might be out. Directed by James Wan, starring Vera Farmiga. Patrick mm. Wilson and Madison Wolf. Yeah. Sorry to be. I see that face. The no, Conjuring Two. The I'm Conjuring Two. I'm not out oh, yet. Shit. I'm not out yet. All but, right, but nice, I, but I love. Nice. I love that you picked part two with my Bay Vera Farmiga. Yes. Look, I love the original Conjuring. We, you can hear me on the nightclub talk about how it <laughs> it kind of restarted horror for a little while. You know, in, in that five year span before and after it. Wow. Um, there's a lot of things to, to say about it. Um, the Conjuring was a great way to, to establish this world and, and for films and everything else. But The Conjuring 2 is just a better movie. It's Pardon. a better movie. It has the fucking, fucking, what's his name? The, the, the it's not the tall man, is it? It's not the tall the man. man. The crickety man. The, cr- the crickety man, which spawns its own fucking movies and shit in the horror. It's a great little side story in this movie. That's Valak, a distraction. Which also, yes, Valak spawns other, yeah, spawns other shit. I mean, a whole, a whole nother fucking Conjuring Universe franchise. Um, we were talking about that earlier, you know, before we started recording. Um, the acting in this is great. The story is great. Um, some of the jump scares and horror in this movie is great. Even though I know it's coming, it still fucking gets me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, while still having some levity in the film to balance it out, there are some heartfelt moments, right? Um, Absolutely. Definitely. Um, in this movie and, and like feel good moments. I think those are great contrast to the horror that's happening to them around them. And, and I feel like any movie that could portray that and kind of keep me not just in one one mode the entire movie, right? Ups, downs, different emotions. This movie fucking does it, right? So at number six, The Conjuring 2, directed by James Wan, written by Chad Hayes, Carrie W. Hayes, and James Wan. Right? Great movie. Very sexy pick, man. Patrick Wilson and fucking Vera Famiga. Very nice. I love this. Yes. Cole, I have been just... I can't wait for you to hear the next few words to come out of my mouth. For, I'm juicing. It's good for my number six, on, you you don't come to the Joe Blow Horror Show for your top ten without without a zombie movie on your list. Right. So what better zombie movie to share at my number six with you than 1985, written and directed by Dan O'Bannon, fucking <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. Yes. Hell fucking yeah. Damn. Return of the fucking Living Dead. Y'all just doubled up like twins. Almost, almost. It was his seven, it's my six. Oh, oh. But very close. This movie here is a cinematic masterpiece from start to finish. Not just in the storytelling, but the visual storytelling. Where you can watch the screen without words and tell what the fuck is going on. All for that build up and that intro. 
once you see the fucking fumes going through the pipes into the air and you see the rain coming down, you know what's coming. This is one of the funnest movies ever made. It's gnarly, it's bleak, and it's hilarious. And the effects are fucking incredible. Also, the soundtrack. The soundtrack is something rare, I think, because I think you could totally just listen to that soundtrack and it doesn't matter that it's from a movie. Like, no matter what mood, you'll probably be bobbing your head. And no one has mentioned, though, yet Trash's dancing. Oh, I did. I he mentioned it. Uh, oh, he yeah. did. Oh, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Thanks I'm for drunk. reminding me. Also, Trash's dancing. I remember seeing this when I was a kid. And I guess Dad didn't know what he was watching, but it didn't bro. take him long to send me out of the room, bro. I was probably <laughs> 10 years old, and I'm still mad at him. That mo- that dance scene in that movie is fucking a 10 out of 10. Oh, shit. It's Kramer. <laughs> Look, Kramer's just sliding into our, our little podcast, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, yeah bud. What's up, Kramer? You sexy beast. What you doing? What's up, Kramer? What's up, fellas? What's going on, bud? <laughs> we jumped in to see what's going on here oh we're doing our top 10 thank you for jumping into the joe blow episode 100 uh fucking celebration of horror that we're doing tonight oh for sure for sure congrats on the 100th episode yeah buddy rickles just got done talking about his number 10 which was return of the living dead number six 10, number six and that happened to be it was my number seven so hell yeah we're on the same yeah. wavelength i love it Hell yeah! Hell All yeah. right. Well, we'll uh, let's finish this round here, and um, I mean Kramer is gonna talk about uh, a movie or or, or some, a little something something. So we got uh, after Rickles, we got Hebu. No, nope. oh, no, Drug Darius, Double D, Double D. What? <laughs> your number six, bud. Oh, my number six. Everyone, hold your breath. Ready. <gasps> Five minutes later. The faculty. Oh, that's yes, dope. dope. Good movie. Yeah. All right. What? Robert Rodriguez <laughs> directed this alien. It's it's almost like a um invasion Love of the letter body to Josh Hartnett. It's um, definitely that too. <laughs> uh, Josh Hartnett, his bad haircut. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but it's it's like a it's like a nod to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and I love this movie. Elijah Wood, we have a stacked cast in that movie. Like, yeah, fucking dope pick, Double D. The faculty is fucking amazing, man. That's a movie I want to watch again soon because I I I haven't seen it in years, but I remember loving it. So I love that that's your pick. We're on number six, right? We're on number six, buddy. What do you got? All right. Well, now we're in the territory of solidification. Um, For me, I knew where I was going with this after I went to my heart. So number six, this is a movie I saw as a kid. I watched it with Joe Bob, and that's going to be a common theme uh, for some of these movies. Not all, but some. Well, for the next two, <laughs> actually. Um, okay, I, good to know. I, I saw this as a kid with Joe Bob Briggs on Monster Vision TNT late at night. 
when I wasn't supposed to be watching horror movies or any movies, and I was up late. And this is a movie that profoundly disturbed me. The imagery has stuck with me throughout my entire life. I fucking love it, man. From the spindling, like, will of soul torture to the... Mm. <laughs> to the soul that's trapped in the house and the reanimation. It's 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 Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. Written and directed. 1987. It's hell. You're waiting for me to guess? Okay. No, no. Hell yeah. <laughs> um this movie is iconic in the horror community, I know, and it's undoubtedly so. I mean, this is the one for me that that it's got like that that nightmare fuel that you fucking watch as a kid and you go to sleep to and you wake up and you're just fucking thinking about it. From the Jesus wept scene where he's licking his lips and his head explodes from when uh, Frank gets reanimated, which is one of my favorite scenes in any horror movie ever. He gets yeah, reanimated. reanimation is dope as fuck. It's so gross. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing. The lore of the movie with the box and the and and what the Cenobites are, and you don't even know that in the first movie. This that is me. Box is is almost a character in itself. Uh, well, it, it becomes one. Right. And this is me sneaking another whole entire franchise into my top fucking ten. So there you go. Yeah. Because I snuck in the entire Nightmare and Friday franchise with freddy versus jason because guess what they're all in there we can't do it but we i did it i think we're all kind of doing that with whatever picks we make but (laughs) hellraiser is dope man it's just the ending the ending because i'm because i'm basing this too off of like the three-act structure type whatever it does the ending of this movie is you you get two endings where kirsty one of the best femme fatales in all of horror and Julia, one of the best fucking villains of all time, by the way, this movie's got a lot going for it, but in the best haircut ever, (laughs) best eighties, best eighties haircut makeup. It's so bad. I love that. Frank is like, help me. Don't look at me. (laughs) Yeah. He's the best. His little crawling body when he's crawling. So fucking scary, man. That freaked me out as a kid. Mm-hmm. But this movie gives you two endings. One where Kirsty like destroys her demons, and then at the end of the movie, you get this devil dragon bone daddy that yeah. it was a hobo man. And it's just it's 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 a fucking ten. It's a fucking ten. Hellraiser from 1987, Clive Barker, Master of Horror, up there with Stephen King. Love it. Love it. That's my number Ashley six. Ashley Lawrence, holla if you hear me. Definitely. Bay as fuck. She's in front of the show for sure. She... <laughs> Tell her I want to pee in her butt. She is my favorite of the classic horror female scream queens. She's probably my... Yeah, she's dope, honestly. Bay as Bay. Like, I, I, I love her. I love Awesome her. character. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So, Kramer, you got to guess this one. It's pretty obvious for all these horror nerds on here. But the next quote is, they're infected with rage. Uh, I've heard that quote before, but uh, I can't think about it on top of my head which one it is. I know it. I know it. 
What is I know it? it. It's 28 days later. Yep. 2002 is 28 days later. There we go. Let's yeah. About, let's talk about the introduction of the terrifying zombie. When we did our Romero retrospective, I asked this question on every one of our episodes to yes. all of our guests. Yes. Would you rather have the Romero zombies, which is just that slow, impending death, or would you rather have the 28 Days Later zombies, which are just fast freaks? Okay. The introduction of the fast zombie. I watched this movie in high school in the theater. Okay. No idea what kind of movie it was. The setup for this was genius. You you, you get the, 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 I mean, if we're being honest here, let's talk about that very inter- introduction scene there, that, that cold opening of people breaking into the, the uh the lab and you got the monkey strapped up straight out of battlefield earth right no that's <laughs> but Wait, what? <laughs> that movie's a 10 out of 10 <laughs> he's strapped into that chair watching all the news reports about how shitty america is and then you get these you know these these PETA people coming in to the scientist is like don't do it don't do it and that monkey just running at boom cut scene okay Jim wakes up, you just get a floppy dong, and he's in the in the hospital bed, and he's walking around the streets of London, and then he enters that church. All hell breaks loose, and the movie goes fucking bonkers from there. This right here is really what solidified the zombie genre for yours truly. Those those running zombies, just the fact that you're fucked. Like if you get into a group of them, you're done. Like how how long can you run for? Because you're not gonna outrun five hundred of them chasing you down the streets. The gore in this was awesome. The The score alone is underrated on how it builds. So 28 Days Later, I mean, it's a must, must see outside of the zombie genre. And you get those gatekeepers that say it's an infected movie, not a zombie movie. But same thing in my book, 28 Days Later, number six. So gritty too, man. I love how the gritty it looks. Iconic. The second one too. Oh yeah, for sure. Both those opening scenes are strong as hell. So, uh, Mr. Kramer, I know you were going to talk about a movie or 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 some some kind of horror movie experience. So the floor is yours, my friend. Well, yeah, I'm not uh, you know big big up into this stuff as you guys. Um, I guess I didn't know you guys were doing a top ten list either. But uh, one of my one of my favorites, uh, is Trick or Treat. Um, I think it's just. Uh, you know, the way they go about that movie, I think it's original to tie in all the, uh, tie, tie in all the, um, you know, the, the childhood, uh, classics into that movie. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, just a fun, fun, really original movie. One of my favorite anthologies ever. I totally this is a true see. True story it. I heard too. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Her>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I already, t- we, uh, that actually happened to be on my list as well, too. That was my number 11. And I already told them that we'll be watching that next week. So it's it's a must-see. It's a Halloween must-see for sure. So was was it the, yes, was the first time you watched it when we did our trip on, uh, was it uh, not Wilson, but uh, Huey, right? Was that your first No, time? no. I, I had seen that movie, I think, when it came out. But oh, okay. it had been, been a long time, I think, since I'd seen it. So Yeah, yep. So yeah, no, that's that's gonna be a classic for sure. It's it's a Halloween must. So, yep. but um, yeah, what do we got uh, next for Mister T Rev at 
guys, we're in our top five right now. So we are in our top five, yes, right? Right. So <laughs> we we need to step not, that up a notch, right? Right. We need to step that up a notch, right? Yeah, boy. Step right? it up. Oh, right. T Boo's not looking. T Boo, you better look. Oh, dude. You mute, bitch. Yeah, yeah you mute. You mute it. I don't want you to even hear you. When he starts muted talking, like a I'm like screaming. Like... I'm screaming at the top Uh-oh. of my lungs. Yes. Are you saying something? Mm. Is he saying something? Yeah. <laughs> you can't hear it. No. <laughs> Tastes no, very good. Tastes very good. Trevor is so, getting high as fuck tonight. By, num- by number one, we're going to have a real party. So yeah, we're going to take it up a notch because we are hitting our top five, and that's fucking awesome. Um, I've loved everybody so far. It's been great. I love you, Trevor. God so, damn it, I love you. you so <laughs> so this, this movie, I think, might surprise some people. And I'm going to be honest, when I watched it, it surprised me. So this is a newer joint made in 2018 that had a husband-wife duo in it about fucking aliens and horror and sci-fi greatness. Directed by John Krasinski. Oh. Written by Brian Woods, Scott Beck, and John Krasinski. Starring Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, and Millicent Simons. We have A Quiet Place at my number five. If they're um, nicely done. Sh- yeah, T-Boo? Yeah. No, no, Tell I'm them. just saying be quiet. Okay. Quiet. <laughs> Don't let them get you. <laughs> they'll fucking they'll fucking kill you. This movie, as someone who is a huge fan of The Office and knowing what John Krasinski is capable of, right. outside of because of The Office, right? This was in all honesty a one eighty from what people know him for, right? Yeah. And it's a goddamn fucking ten. Yeah, boy. Right. This yeah. movie. Yeah, look, but if there's yeah, a list but. of there. If there's a list of movies that you should see in theaters, you should pay the money to fucking see in a theater. A Quiet Place is one of them, right? I agree. It was one of the. It was. It was. It was probably a top five theater watch for me. Yes. Yes. And look, watching at home, you're still going to be affected by it. It's still an amazing movie, but the sound on this movie is such an important component to it, right? Obviously, spoiler alert, kind of. Uh, Krasinski's daughter Millicent in this movie is deaf, so she has to sign. And and the basis of this movie is yes. So so the actor is actually deaf. She is deaf in real life, and in this movie she is also right. Um, and basically some aliens fucking attack Earth, and if you make noise, they come and get your booty, (laughs) right? Yeah, they get your booty. Like somebody else on this podcast. Yes. Yes. Well. You know, me, me, wiggle it, wiggle it a little bit for me. I'll be on my way, right, brother. Brother, but, when when you talk, I I don't want to interrupt you like, yeah, like hardcore, but I want to say interject. I saw Hereditary and this movie on the same night, double feature. Oh fuck yeah! What my brain fuck, yeah. What a mind fuck! Oh, and the opening scene to to a quiet place is yeah, oh god yes, yes, heart, heart destroying. It's, it's fucking brutal. There are some awesome scene sceneries in there, but like I said, the 
the ambiance of this movie, the theme, the sound is so fucking into integral to watching this thing. You can, you can get all you need from this movie at home. But if you ever get the chance to go to the theater and watch this movie, I would. And, and look, I like the second one. I, I'm cool. They can keep making some more shit, right? Um, it was an amazing movie and it caught me off guard and it hit me so high that it, it made my top five at number five. Nice. Go ahead, Mr. Rickles. Who's Mr. I was mute. <laughs> All right. So everyone knows slashers aren't my biggest genre. Um, y'all know that for sure. Yeah. Everyone knows that. I knew it. So I didn't know this it. is spoilers. <laughs> this is the only slasher on my list. Sleepaway camp. Oh yeah. Oh whoa. Wait, 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 wait a hot minute. Wait a hot minute. Sure. I don't think that person was eighteen in that movie. Wait, what? <laughs> you might be about, right. He's talking about uh Felissa. Um I okay, so the only slasher on your list is Sleepaway Camp. I was waiting for Madman. All right, oh, cool. Well, you're gonna keep waiting. Oh, hmm, interesting, but not really. I forgot about mm-hmm. Madman when I was making my list, so I don't know what to tell you, bro. I mean, <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> I okay. forgot about it, dude. Okay. Straight up, okay. Didn't catch it. Straight up. I, I don't know. Next I don't is... know if it would be in my top ten, but but Sleepaway Camp is my favorite slasher. Fair. Hell yeah. Double D. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I, I had a train of thought. It's gone. I'm too high. So wait, what? Let's roll on. Huh? What? Speaking of peen and butts, uh, I believe it's Double D's turn. Oh, nice. We're, we're not. <sighs> Ricky yeah. can't expound on. All right. Okay. Everyone, hold your breath. Hold no. on. Rickles. Rickles. What else you got no. about Sleepaway Camp? What's your favorite kill on that one? There, because there is. Oh, what's your favorite scene? Favorite scene. My favorite, scene? My yeah. favorite scene is when Ricky shows up at the dance with that stupid ass cowboy hat <laughs> and like it's perfectly normal and then they all fight. Dude, <laughs> that movie's amazing. Like everything about that movie is just hilarious. I think I'm thinking of the, a different movie now. The way all the kids <laughs> dress is amazing. I know. The, the, just all of it. It's incredible. My favorite kill might be. The fucking when they pull the kid out of the lake mm-hmm, with all yeah. the fucking snakes coming oh, out after the Bob Baba thing. Yeah, the Hey Baba Ray Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was a dope ass effect. I'm only saying hey. this, and I'm gonna edit this out. I don't want to rush through our fucking top five, so I didn't know why we were rushing through Ricky's. Because so. I forgot what I was oh. saying when you interrupted me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Did I? Really oh, it's all good. Is it my fault? No, it's, your it's fault. not. It's my fault. It's my oh, fault. No, it's my Trevor's bad. fault. Look at him. It's Trevor's fault. <laughs> um, so my bad, dude. I didn't mean. To, I'm. I'll. Sh- I'm gonna shut up when people are talking. From I'm. I'm just trying to jump in and. No, bro, don't be mad. I just lost it. I'm not mad. You made I'm... me think. You started making me think about Madman, and I'm like, oh fuck. I'm so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I. That might have made it in my top fifteen. I don't know. I'm so fuck, sorry. It, it, it don't matter. Okay. It don't matter. It don't matter. Oh. Boo, it's your turn, buddy. Nope. Uh, oh, double, D. double D. Oh, oh, we forgot Double D again? Oh, shit. Why'd you forget him? Oh, I dude. didn't. I don't know. Cabin in the Come Woods. Oh. Yeah! Fuck oh, yeah! Because yeah, it's a good movie. 
It's not a good movie. It's a bad movie. I'll fight you. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. This Hell movie yeah, is is the movie of movies. It's excellent. It's the best, and the monsters are huge. And it's. I wish by... I would have. Re- I wish I would have remembered that one when I was making my list too. And it's directed by Joss Whedon, not the other guy. Just wanted to clarify yeah. that. Yeah. From earlier. yeah. Not 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 Will not Whedon, J- Josh Whedon. Yeah, it's directed uh, by jo- Josh Wussons. Tad, where's the corkscrew, Tad? <laughs> All right. All right, T-Boo, you're up, buddy. It's my number six. No. Number five. Five. Number five. All right. My number five movie, again. Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> from childhood, uh, from Joe Bob. You know, again, I'm sneaking in a whole franchise with this one. Can but, I guess? Yes, sir. Child's Play. You got it. Written by Don Mancini, directed by Tom Holland. Um, 1988's Child's Play. This, it's got the voodoo. It's got yeah. the fucking gnarliest scenes of all. When so got you the gotta, voodoo like you do. <laughs> you have a serial killer who learned voodoo, and he's running from the cops, or one cop in this movie particularly, and he recites this voodoo incantation that transports his soul into a fucking child's toy. As a kid watching this movie, when you have toys and you're wondering if they're alive and whatever the fuck else, wherever your imagination goes, and this movie brought me there. And by the end of this movie, you have a Terminator that is just <laughs> made out of plastic and metal, man. And he cannot be stopped and he will not be stopped. I love the, I love this whole movie. I love this entire fucking movie from the score to the writing. When Chucky finally goes the fuck off, the, the mom Ooh. is like, if you don't talk to me, I'm going to throw you into this fucking fire. Cause he ain't got batteries. He's like, you stupid bitch. You cunt. You're going to, yeah. he just goes off, dude. Brad Dorif as Chucky is a fucking icon. And I love this entire franchise. And it starts with this movie. Part two is arguably better than part one. And part four might be my favorite in the whole franchise. But you know what? Oh, yeah. For tonight, it's Child's Play number one. I love this movie. And I go back to it again and again. It's so fucking amazing. The ending. That's your number one, you said? No, it's my number five. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, though. As a kid, one of the scariest parts of this movie, because this is one of those, you know, handful of movies I saw as a kid that scared the shit out of me. It was fucking Brad Dorif in his voice. Like, the, the, the expressions on that doll and the voice that came out of it was fucking terrifying. You know, watching this as a 10, 12-year-old kid, like, no thank you i i actually look forward to the day that i can sit down with uh uh with my kid <laughs> watch this nice he talks yeah. a big game he's like dad i've i've seen a lot of horror movies and i'm like well okay buddy well, <laughs> dude, we'll, we'll see. he used to scare your sisters when he had a chucky doll <laughs> and like, i saw this at like eight or nine and i'm gonna say right now the scene where andy is locked up in the um like the psych ward or whatever the fuck they have him locked up in. And he's looking across the way and sees the doll climbing. Best kill of the movie. 
climbing up the staircase and it, and in this movie it was played by like you know small people um it, it, uh, that what do you mean by that midgets clarify midgets <laughs> vertically challenged folk yeah i'll say midgets i don't give a shit hobbitses hobbitses <laughs> Those so Chibu trick- just said that he's afraid of people with dwarfism. No, no, man. God damn it! I'm I'm afraid of hobbitses, <laughs> and I am one. <laughs> I'm scared of my own people. Um, that okay. scene where where the he looks across the way and he sees the Chucky doll going up the staircase, it and coming to get him, and he's trying to warn the doctors and. No one's listening to him, and my anxiety was going crazy. Like, I love this movie, man, and I love the Adue Dembella, the fucking voodoo ritual. Yeah. John, you shouldn't tell your clients where you keep your things. And he snaps that fucking voodoo doll's legs, and homeboy falls down. He's like, you have to kill the heart. (laughs) And he he means the heart, but he says, the heart. And I'm like, bro, I love this movie. I love Child's Play, 1988. It's my number five of all time. Nice. It goes back to the back in the gap. Boom. Back in the gap. Rounding up the top five with Mr. Boss Tuna. Red rum. Red rum. No, oh, shit. No. Wrong no. color. Wrong color. Uh, you got red on you. That's what I meant to say. Got, got red on you. Nice. Okay. I see what you did. Yes, sir. Randy in the background got it. Sean <laughs> of the Dead. This I, again, zombie movies. That's that's like the one knock on them nowadays. Is that oh, it's overdone and 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 this and that and there's whatever. But let's be honest here. The best zombie comedy of all time has got to be Shaun of the Dead. Some people will fight me on it with uh, Return of Living Dead, but I will win. I just want to let you know I will win. But no, in all seriousness, I abs- this movie is is the most when it comes to that type of, of movie. This is the movie you need to watch with your friends because it's fucking hilarious. And there's a lot of nostalgia in this too because I saw this back in the day. The game that they're playing in the uh, movie is actually Time Splitters, and I was obsessed with that. I played the shit out of that in college. But Simon Pegg, this he got his start. Nick Frost, they're they're tens in this. The Winchester, this shouldn't come as any surprise that it's going to be in my top five because we go to the Winchester every once in a while to have a beer, don't we, Tibu? Uh, oh yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's it's. Every time it gets me. It gets me every time. Yes. Just there, the the type of comedy in this, and I will have to say that. Oh, now it's um the directors. Oh Jesus, it's it's I can't think of it now. It's um. Uh, oh my God, God. he's a great thing. director. Uh, yeah, Nick Wright, Edgar, yeah. Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. His job, comedy right. gets me. His comedy gets me. All of his movies are legit, but this one right Straight here makes that comedy with the zombie aspect of it and it's 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 a good story you really feel for the characters in this one too they build up the characters and i love how they did that little kind of spin twist at the end and they it can't i don't want to get spoilers away but the full circle with the shed 
and uh, everything seems to be hunky dory. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to go out to the shed for a little bit. And then, I mean, it's 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 the cherry on top. So if I get to end up like that with any of y'all, please yeah, believe keep me. It. Keep me. Believe <laughs> Just keep it. me. I'll podcast with you while I'm a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, that's right. not what they do, but anyways. But you're dude, right. that that's that's a fucking amazing and you know what? You're right, man. That that movie is iconic as fuck. And I love oh, everything yeah. from it. I love everything from it. The, the horror nods to Evil Dead. To... It gives so much love to all those previous movies too. Um, you know, rewatching it again too. Like I, I've seen this movie. I want to say 20 times minimum. And when I rewatched it just a couple of weeks ago, there was things I caught on to, you know, that I, that I missed the, the, the previous watch. So just the nods to all the greats out there in the classics. So what about snake hips? Uh, what, what they call them? <laughs> what? What? Snake hips, snake hips. They're talking, they're like naming the people in the bar. And there's oh, that fucking skinny yeah. dude with the yeah. tight jeans yeah. and the yeah. cowboy hat, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, that's Snake Hips Nelson or something like that." <laughs> he just makes up a story yeah. about it. What do you? Let's just go to the Winchester, and it'll all blow over. So it'll all. No, that's my number five. We are on to number four now, Mister Trevor. What do you got for number four, my friend? Hell yeah, number four, man. We're getting close. <laughs> We're getting close, so right? He's so blottoed. Yeah, I buddy. love you, Trevor. Um, what is a horror top list without the king himself, Stephen King? Not the king of Stephen. The king of Stephen, the Stephen no. King. Right? No. He has probably one of my favorite horror universes out there with tons of iconic movies and books. Can and one of them is – go ahead. Did anyone else want a chance to guess on it? Greg, guess. What movie do you think it is? It's not it. it I already is. said it. I already said it. Fucking Ricky got it, son. Stephen King's The Motherfucking Mist 2007 Cosmic Horror Creature Horror Mindfuck Horror Great Acting. It made me feel fucking emotions. Okay. Okay. I hated, as someone who is probably the most religious on this podcast right now, I fucking hated that religious bitch in this movie. (laughs) I wanted to stab her. I want Harmony. Harmony is one of the yes. Ones. yes. She's in my top ten villain list. Yes. Also, yes. By the way. Okay. But, and I want but, to say that I forgot to put this movie on my list. Okay. Also, oh, when I talked about my number fifteen, how it could change before the recording started, the mist uh-huh. was one of the other two movies yes. that were on there. Yes. So yes. So it is. Movie. It is a, a, so a, an amazing movie. So it has dope. good good acting in it. A good premise. There's some legit fucking horror mindfuck shit in here. Um, spoiler, obviously. That ending. The, f- that the ending. fucking ending still makes best me cringe in my soul, right? It is one of the best. It is probably one of the most iconic gut punch endings there is in horror. And that's fucking saying something, right? It's a kick in the so, dick for sure. Stephen King. Number, number four, bro. Go ahead. Stephen King said of uh, Frank Darabont's ending to this because Frank Darabont directed this movie. And yes, he did, he did two others that we all love: Shawshank and Green Mile. Uh, Stephen King adaptations. Stephen King said of Frank Darabont's ending because this is different from the short story that Frank yeah. Darabont's ending is way darker, and it is. Uh-huh. No, yeah. he didn't say darker. He said he preferred Frank Darabont's ending. 
Stephen King went on record saying he likes Frank Darabont's ending better. Right. That's what I meant. Well, you said darker, which it is darker, well, but... I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but that's grindhouse. a big difference. All right. <laughs> Your grindhouse. God damn. All right. Well, it, okay, so does Stephen King like Darabont's ending better or his own? Darabont's. Well, all right. Love it. I love that. I love that Stephen King's such a gangster that he yeah. can recognize that because that's a better Ooh. ending. Yeah. I don't even have to know King's ending to be able to tell you that's a better ending. It's, yeah, that, yeah, ain't that the fucking joke? It's the just truth. that. It's just that in the original short story that does not happen. No, it just. Doesn't I'm just happen. saying it's a better ending. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Number four. No surprise uh, that this is going to be on my list. At all. This is a movie that I first saw when I was a kid, a piece of it anyway, and it's one of the earliest times I can remember being traumatized by a horror movie, and I didn't even see the whole thing. It's a scene in a 1982 John Carpenter film where a head removes itself from a human body, throws legs (laughs) and eye stalks out of its bottom and runs away. This, this, just that image of the head pulling off and screaming and the fires everywhere had me actually traumatized for a long time. I could not close my eyes without seeing that shit. So when I got older, I had to fucking watch it. And that was unusual for my dad because my dad didn't like horror a lot, but he turns out he loved a lot of John Carpenter. So, so, so what movie is this? This is the thing. Yes, that's right. And and uh, we're we're gonna just like the olden days with Tibu, we're gonna double team this because I am gonna come in and help you because that is my number four as well. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. boy. I yeah. love it. Yeah, dude. The thing. It's it's again iconic. Test to this because we we try to or I try to pair certain movies when you do our trips when we do our fall trips it's kind of usually fall movies trick-or-treat halloween stuff the winter stuff uh i believe did we watch the thing i think we watched the thing on one of our winter trips didn't we kramer yeah that was uh like two years ago the first time i've ever seen it and it is awesome yeah yeah so some of the best practical effects ever made oh yeah 100 percent. isolation horror at its finest maybe he is the thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) Kramer, are you the thing right now? <laughs> Who's asking? Yeah. <laughs> are you willing to take a blood test? <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, so so iconic. I mean that 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 blood sample test permeates into pop culture. It was on South Park, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that that movie. It it hundred. It, everybody, if they haven't seen the thing, they have heard about it or they've seen things that are a part of it because it's it is. I mean, if we're being honest now, the thing is going to be one of the most popular horror movies of all time. It's it's Absolutely. right up there. It's right up there with your Halloweens and your Jasons and whatnot. Uh, and also, too, I want to give a sh- go ahead. It's, it's the highest rated movie for horror on Letterboxd. Yeah, that yep. that makes Damn, sense. Son. I'd yeah. also say it's one of the best uh, remakes of all time. The 2011, the thing, and I'm not going to tell you how it relates in the story because I think that's part of its genius, but. That right. movie is ten as well, so I agree. But 
Yeah, it's it, it's excellent. Every single part of that movie is awesome. There's no dead time. It's extremely engaging, and I think the fact that it takes place in such an isolated area just draws people in immediately. It's one of those movies where you're going to watch it and you're not going to be on your phone. It's going to draw you in and you're going to be constantly watching because it's, it's, it's taking left and right turns. You have no idea where it's going and the horror in it in the practical effects is phenomenal. John Carpenter. I mean, let's, let's be real here. He doesn't miss. No, no, it's, it, it it's an amazing film. And yeah, it uh, traumatized the shit out of me when I was a kid too. <laughs> yep. So. Love it. Anybody right, else so... got the thing? Got the thing as a top four? No, Not just us. Four. All right, we're oh. twinning. <laughs> All right. I'll um, go with my number four or double D. Go double D's not. All right, Aaron, hold your breath again. <gasps> it's scream. Oh, this ain't Halloween, baby. Yeah. Ice cream, baby. I heard your pot. Yeah, Yeah, I heard your pot. You guys so deep. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah, scream. 1996, right? Kevin, yeah, 1996. No, it's 96. It's 96. Kevin Williamson. He's a fucking G, one of the best writers ever. Yeah, uh, Wes Craven is credit for it, but. Well, he wrote it, but. Yeah. Yeah, onward. No. Yeah, our, our our chart of the pod friends will be happy to hear that Scream showed up on a list. Uh, there are some Scream boys over there. There's some little ghost face heads, some mm-hmm. little freaks, if you will. What's your favorite kill in the Scream movie? Double D. Drew Barrymore one, obviously everyone. Fuck yes, nice. Drew Barrymore, dope. For uh, the garage door one, it's pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. It's fun. Who's that actress? I don't know. Yeah, Rose McGowan. Oh, might be. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of a pain in everyone's ass. <laughs> That's a great pick for number six, man. Fucking oh. A. Or number, number five. Four. Num- number four. four. I'm drunk as fuck. Number I'm right four. there with you, bro. I'm drunk AF, y'all. All right. Uh, um, hold on. Speaking of uh, the Chuttle Boys, you can cut this out, but I 100% forgot Sam was going to pop on and say hi. All right. And oh, I forgot shit. to send him the link, and I just sent it right now. Fuck. Okay. All right. Well, I so, hope he shows up. I mean, it's it's like midnight over where he's at, so right. that yeah. sucks. Act cool. Yeah. Yeah. Kramer, how, how you doing, buddy? Kramer, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, Trevor's, awesome. Trevor screaming at Kramer. <laughs> right. So since Kramer, since I love your hat. No, I'm next. Since, yeah, thanks. I'm next. Wait, didn't you just go? Nope. No. Okay, no. go T Boo. 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 Go. Go T Boo. Go T Boo. T Boo. Oh, rap. Oh, Hobbit. Hobbit. Rap. Hobbit feet. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get another beer. No, it's all right. Me too. No, it is this me. Y'all, you and Ricky, you and Ricky went together. Y'all both did y'all number four. I'm going to get a beer. Oh, I yeah. know, but you're before me anyways. You go get a beer, and then okay. he's going to come back. Yeah, I'm going to get a beer too. Take a quick. I'm going to go. I'm gonna Are go we going to take a quick break? Is that what we're going to do? Well, I was just going to go take a leak, but okay. I see everybody leaving. <laughs> Yeah.
even after lying around for three years. Today's Duracell batteries still have up to 90% of their life. There's a date that proves it. So you've got nothing to be afraid of. Today's Duracell with three-year storage. My number four is, again, childhood nostalgia. Uh, this movie stuck with me from the back in the gap, and it's written by Chris Columbus, famous for the Harry Potter movies and among others. But it's directed by Joe Dante. Anybody want to take a stab at this one? I got it. What is it, sir? Gremlins. It's my number four. Dun, 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 dun. Very close to sneaking its way out of mine. Fuck yeah. I like me some gremlins. Hell yeah. Oh, fucking Mogwai, son. Yeah, man. When I was a kid, I had pajamas that were gremlins pajamas. I wanted a Mogwai as a pet. Um, This is an underrated... You kind of look like a Mogwai. (laughs) Ricky looks like somebody fed him after midnight. This is a a low-key Christmas horror movie people don't talk about. Um, Deagle, 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 deagle. It might be Uh, the best Christmas horror movie, in my opinion. Yes, sir. It's my number one Christmas horror movie based on this list. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's a movie about responsibility and how you shy away from it and the consequences thereof which a lot of horror movies are about that kind of thing. But this movie has practical effects that are, in my opinion, not rivaled when it comes to puppetry. Um, And again, I'm sneaking in part two when I talk about this first one, because to me, they are inseparable. I think part two is equally amazing. But for this list, I'm just going to have part one. Uh, Billy Peltzer gets a pet from his father as a Christmas present and his father is an inventor, uh, uh, entrepreneur. He thinks he can uh, make the new Mogwai replace the family dog as the like the family pet. But the rules in this movie, the folklore here, is that you do not feed them after midnight. You don't get them wet, um, and you do not expose them to sunlight. And yeah, I have movie... a very hard time not getting them wet. <laughs> Me too. And the movie, the movie follows suit, and you know, whenever you feed them after midnight, they turn into some monsters. And this movie is full of monstrosities. It's a horror comedy. It's it's got tragedy built in. When um, the love interest in the film, I believe it, well, it's played by Phoebe Cates, if I'm not mistaken, but I forget the character's name, the actress's character's name, but she talks about her dad dying on Christmas night when he went down the chimney and broke his neck trying to play Santa Claus. There's some deep shit in this movie, man. Um, This is a product of Steven Spielberg's, you know, wanting to expand his Emblem Entertainment brand and bring in some darker stories. I'm glad he did because this has been with me since I was a kid. I love Gremlins. I love it, undeniably. Gizmo, the Mogwai, oh. it it's in my heart. And Stripe as a villain, right, right, yes, 
Yes. Dog yeah, Stripe. On Spike. Yeah. It's, yeah, Stripe is a motherfucker. And uh, I love this movie. I love the soundtrack. I love the score. Same thing. I, I love I love the way it's shot. <laughs> I love the writing. I love the acting. I love I love the <clears throat> the 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 scene where Billy brings this fucking cocoon creature to his teacher, and he's trying to <laughs> he's he's watching it overnight. He's eating a sandwich and chips, and this thing gets loose. And there's a whole thing, man. And yeah, I I, I just I want to cover this movie one day. I want to cover all these movies eventually, but yeah, Gremlins is my number four pick for tonight. Uh, love, love this it. movie. Love it. My kids Fuck haven't, yeah. yet, but that's on the list for this Christmas. Ironically enough, I've already got a list going. So my Fuck number yeah, four dude. obviously was the thing. I talked about that. Um, so speaking of number one in our hearts and number two in our butt, Mr. Trevor, Jordan Blanchard, we're in the top three, buddy. What do you got to start us off with? All right, so um, we are Open hitting. Your eyes. Our... Open your eyes. I'm struggling. <laughs> All right, so on eyes again. So we we you are hitting our top three, which means it, it's time to kick it up another notch. So let's go ahead and bring out. Eat another gummy, the, Trev. <laughs> the now, the now empty yeah, gummy bag. Bro. Oh my god! No way, dude. <laughs> You can, are going to be dead by the end of this schedule, podcast. <laughs> is it possible to schedule a welfare check for like 8 o'clock tomorrow morning just to make sure um, he's not foaming at the um, mouth? Only, only if it's you, buddy. Naked. Only if it's you, buddy. <laughs> only if it's you foaming in his mouth. Yeah. Trev, yeah. oh, you are a goddamn 10 Top out of 3, 10. son. That's <laughs> 6, 8 milligram gummies, by the way. So that's yeah. roughly 48 milligrams. There we go. Um some good math for a southerner coming in at, at number three i'm gonna cre- i'm going to do another faux pas i'm gonna be the fucking hypocrite and, and take it and i'm gonna say this movie might not be considered horror by some people it's your but it is a, but it's a fucking tin and it's horrific to me we are going with 1995s hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me make sure i get the director here uh Directed by David Fincher, written by Andrew Kevin Walker, starring Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt, and Kevin Spacey. We have seven at number three on Fixie's Playground's top ten horror fucking list. Let's go. All right. This movie. Damn. This movie has, has you a little bit of gluttony, has you a little bit of greed. A little bit of indie, a little bit of Raz, Seven a little bit that. of pride, and a little bit of, and a lot of lust, cum. and a whole lot of fucking cum, right? <laughs> um, this movie has amazing acting in it. It has an amazing storyline that just gets me pumped. Um, it has a crazy-ass fucking um, M. Night Shyamalan ending. Right, a Shamalama Ding Dong ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yes, and it has some very cinema, 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 cinematographic. There we go, cinematographic. <laughs> no, nope, yes. not, not quite. Yes, close enough. Fucking yes, fucking yeah, scenes in this movie <laughs> that are just a goddamn ten. If you're a horror fans, right? The, a God guy, ten, 
Bob wired to a chair, forced to eat everything and shit in a bucket. <laughs> Another guy <laughs> starved with a bunch of fucking scented trees hanging from the ceiling, right? A stripper that gets long dick downed by a bladed gip suit, right? <laughs> this this fucking movie has some iconic, horrific shit in it, right? And you top that with some amazing acting and a plot twist at the end that just is fucking insane. It is number three all time on Fixie's Playground, Me, Myself, and I's list. The way he describes it makes it sound fucking, and it is dope as fuck, but the way you describe it, Trev, it's... It makes me want to go watch it. Yeah, yes. And and the fact that this came out as a wide-released theater with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and how fucked up it was, like... Right, yes. It it was, at that time, it was unexpected. Right, yes. It was one of those movies where you walked in, like, how many people went into this coming off of like Shawshank or some shit and Morgan Freeman. And they're just, their minds are just fucking bleeding out. Their, their brains are coming out of their ear holes watching this film. It's ridiculous. Trev, I have a, I have a question for you about this movie. Yes, sir. Go ahead. What's in the box? What's What's in in the the fucking (laughs) box, man? Well, look, if you listen to to the nightclub, you will hear me say that throughout some of the earlier episodes. If you want to know what's in the box, you got to watch the SNL with Justin Timberlake and Eddie (laughs) Sutton. I'm just keeping the theme going where I keep asking questions. Yes. Oh, God, this movie. That's an amazing pick for number three, man. I think that's a solid-ass fucking movie. Hell yeah. All right, right, we got Rickles up next. Pickle Rick. So I'm going to just go ahead and ask Travis right now because I think he probably has an idea. Okay, there you go. My number three directed by Sam Raimi, my favorite (laughs) of the (laughs) Evil Dead trilogy. Um, This is one that I saw when I was young with my dad. My dad wasn't into horror, but he liked it this movie because he was like, this is amazing. Yeah. He he had never seen the Evil Dead movies. He just knew this one. I had so, this at your number two, by the way. Oh, shit. Well, this is my number three. Close Dude, enough. it's it's hilarious. It's amazing. It's got amazing effects. Fucking Bruce Campbell's a 10. Goddamn. Yeah. Sam yes. Raimi's a 10. Everything in this movie is a 10. Yes. From a whole franchise of nothing but literal 10s. So... This is just my favorite film of that franchise because of the nostalgia tied to it. But I could easily just stick the entire franchise right in your here. butt. Oh, okay. and in my butt three times, <laughs> twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, I want to back Ricky up right here. Like everything he's saying from the the special effects, the story, the story in this movie, and. On the nightclub, we 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 cover horror and we we branched off into fantasy and sword and sorcery. And this movie is the culmination of both. So like this movie with Danny Elfman's fucking score yeah. Fuck and yeah. the skeletal effects, that the Harryhausen tributes, Those, everything. I'm gonna say right now, I think these might be the most quotable skeletons in cinema history. <laughs> Yeah. And this is my favorite of the franchise as well, which shouldn't come as a surprise if you guys remember our transition when we did Shotgun Reviews. Right. Oh, nice. Let's get the hell out of here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got ball. fire. 
Who's up next? Very nice. Well, that would be you, Double D. Double D. All right, everyone, hold your breath again. Ready? D. D. Ramon in the house. All right. Well, we'll just okay. We're doing it, I guess. What's your favorite letter of the alphabet? C. X. 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 Machina. No, just X. Like with. Kid Cuddy hangs brain. Oh. And... Yes, <laughs> son! Oh, X wow. the movie! I'm out on your number three then. Or at I least... didn't pick a number three for you, but I love that this is on your list. Yeah, I'm... 100%. That's fucking legit. I think we watched this uh, This last, uh, was it winter, Kramer? Yep. Yeah, we watched, we watched X and Pearl, I think. Uh, I don't know if they were back to back, but it was within the past year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best yeah, they were they were they the were released within like sure. a year of each other. So yeah. same year, I think. Yes, yes, yeah. they were released very close. Twenty twenty two, both. Yeah, yeah. it was a very it was a very fast turnaround. Any film that takes place in the south and has a alligator as a killer mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. is a ten in my book. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was missing was Betty White feeding that alligator, but <laughs> uh, I would have loved that for sure. Hundred percent. Very nice, Mister Tibu. What do you got for? Fuck, we're in we're in number three, buddy. We're in three, and I have all three years listed here. So let's see if I got them in the right order. I'm surprised you didn't have Skinamarink in there. Um, all right, my number three. This movie taught me how to watch movies. Can I guess? Hold I on. Know Hold on. Okay. Hold on. This movie taught me how to watch movies. From the score to the writing, direction, everything. It wrapped up perfectly. Perfect wrap up. And I saw this in theaters and it oh, actually I'm, changed I'm my life. It I'm changed yeah. how I watch movies. What was it the notebook? No. It's oh, okay. that's not a horror movie. It was the lady in the water. Pretty horrific, though. <laughs> it follows. <laughs> it oh, follows shit, was funny. another. Uh, speaking of which, Rickles, that was one of the three. So it was. It follows in the mist were the ones that missed out on my number fifteen. But anyway, sorry to <laughs> Tibu. Go ahead. Who wants to guess? Honestly, is it is it not is it not it follows? No. Hold on. And you saw it in theaters, so that means all it's of my picks one. are out right now. Saw one? No. Give me a year. Give me a year. Trev? Saw it in theaters. I don't... Uh, I don't know. 2002. The last... Uh, 2002? Shit. Oh, The Ring. Nope. That Darkness Falls. Oh. <laughs> it's not the Texas Chainsaw remake, is it? No, that's 2003. <laughs> I I used to take the score to this movie by James Newton Howard and put it to days later. and put it to that he didn't do the score for that movie oh. and do and and put it to so many other things. I was obsessed with the score and again, no. this movie taught me how to watch movies. Can I give it another guess? Yeah, Signs. Signs is my number three. Uh, Fuck yes! M- oh, Fuck yeah! Guilty pleasures, yeah. yeah. M Night Shyamalan, not a guilty pleasure for me. This is this. Oh, yeah. This Good. was the movie that surprised me the most, though, when it came to my 
wrap up list for my top ten. Everyone hates on it, but it's good, dude. It holds it's up. So good. It's a I great will wear film. that tinfoil hat all day. It's a great movie. The scene in this movie that again, this is another one. Uh, of course, I want to cover one day. Oh, alien. Um, the fucking. Oh, yeah. and I'm not an and and that's the thing. I'm not a big alien movie fan like this. Like alien invasion, uh, it's not my thing. What I like about this movie is the characters, the writing, uh, yeah. the struggle with the faith. And at the time that I watched this movie, I was struggling with my faith. I Going away. Up, I grew up Christian, and this movie had a main character played by Mel Gibson that was struggling with his faith after his wife's death. And the way this movie's written and the way it plays out to the very end it builds and builds and builds and gives you more and more pieces of the puzzle until finally it culminates in this beautiful crescendo with the score, the writing, the directing, the acting, every single element of the plot put into place beforehand wraps up in this great moment where Meryl swing away. Yeah, and and it's it's the wife, it's the kids, it's the husband, it's the brother, it's everything, it's everything. This movie could be my number one, but it's not. But it could be. I love Signs, and I I didn't know it until I was like I knew it, but I didn't know it until I was making this list where this would end up, and I, when it finally ended up where it's at, I'm like okay. I've always yeah. been an M. Night apologist. I've said this a bunch of times, but this movie taught me how to watch movies. This is the one. Mm-hmm. This was right. a great I, movie. I got a great story about this one. So well, well, Kramer... Well, well, oh, go this, ahead. Sorry. This movie made me a cinephile. This is the movie that made me want to watch, study, and eventually made me love filmmaking and, and film. This is the one. So Kramer and I have been BFF since 2002. So we met at Bemidji State University. We played football together. I've never met Kramer and in my life. He was at our wedding. <laughs> so you were in our wedding. Kramer is in our wedding. Christian. You guys met him. But anyways, we we played football together at Bemidji State University. And one of our team activities, we went to the theater. Do you remember this, Kramer? We went to watch Signs as a football team at Bemidji State University in 2002. I don't remember that at all. (laughs) How do you not remember that? I don't know. Damn, cuz. Well, college was a blur because we drank. PCP. We had a couple beers. (laughs) But anyways, I remember this movie. This is is in my all-time theater watches because we went – it was, I remember it was like a random, I think it was like a Friday at like two o'clock or just some random fucking time. And it was all of us as a football team went there to watch signs and just, you have to imagine a college football team. There's like a hundred people on the team. So we pretty much took the entire theater up and it may have been only the football team there. And just hearing everybody squeal like fucking little girls when that alien walked across the, 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 green this this is this has got a soft spot in my heart for sure just because of that theater watch i don't know that it would be in my top 20 but it'd definitely be in my top 50 just because of the theater watch and it was shamalama ding dongs um i mean after 
it, it was his follow up to 96's um 90, I see dead people. 99 actually. Was it yeah. 98, 99? Yeah, yeah, well, so it was called yeah, Sixth Sense. But also in, my theater watch was we me and a friend went with some chicks and they were making out. Me and two friends okay. went with some chicks Wait, and they were the making chicks out. Were or you get you and the guy wire. The chicks just having to sit by you and, and you and your buddy were making out. <laughs> yeah. And so they okay. went make out in the back and I and they were like there was one chick that was trying to talk to me and I was like, No, I'm watching this movie. And I was, that's how good the movie you know, is. Oh, I know you're gay. Yeah. Cause, uh, Fast and Furious 3, I went and made out with a chick. This movie is so good. I told that fucking chick, leave me alone. Cause I'm yeah. watching Let's this fucking lady movie. Boy. He said, these aliens are better than that faux vagina you that's, got. And that scene, yeah. by the way, that scene <laughs> that everyone, Dante, it's, the, it's behind. And then that alien crosses like Bigfoot. Yeah. And and Joaquin Phoenix backs up in the closet. Yeah, you goddamn right. Yes. Scariest fucking scene of all goddamn time. Love it. Love this movie, and I love the fucking ending where Mel Gibson's character finally comes to terms with losing his wife. And even though I'm not a religious guy, and I'm not, I am not. I love the ending of this movie, where after it's all said and done, my boy wakes up. And he puts the fucking collar back on. I don't know what that means for me personally, but I love yeah. his his affirmation of faith after it's all said and done. And he has something to believe in again. Mm-hmm. And I love the scene in this movie where he's like, I hate you. I hate you. And his son gets to breathe again. Like I and the music. I I I ah. I just love this movie. Dude, if man. I'm being it's honest, good, right now, it's a tearjerker. I haven't sure. seen this movie in a long fucking time, and I do remember loving him. I love this movie. So it's my this, number three. This, we we might have to fucking um, yeah. I, I I feel like this needs to be talked about more in depth. If you uh, catch I'm my down. Oh, it'll be Joe I'm Blow, down. and it's gonna be Nightclub one day. Both. So yeah, boy. it's gonna happen. Let's yeah, all but... let's all cover it on on on. The all right. Joe so Blow's capping club. off our number threes. <laughs> my number that. three <laughs> it's heartening to see so many strange new faces here tonight any takers <laughs> this right here was i'm gonna give you a little backstory so after i started this podcast i made it a i was on a mission to see as many horror films as i could in the theater so there was a couple of years where basically I marked my calendar every single horror film that came out. I was in the scene theater and I did a really good job. I also in 2017 ish, this movie came out in 2018, told myself I'm done watching trailers. I'm I know what it is. In, I'm going to go on blind. Do you know what it is, Tibu? Yeah, I do. What is it? Hereditary. Yes. Yeah. So dope as there fun. was this little movie that got. Not really though. Not really though. Dude, this, this was this this wasn't even a wide release. Did you guys know that? I saw but well it okay. wasn't considered a wide release because you have to be in like three thousand theaters or I, I don't know what the thing is, but it technically wasn't a wide release, or at first it wasn't. Okay. So I remember driving myself in between appointments. It was like a Tuesday afternoon. Jordan Creek. I walked in. 
And you guys uh know Jordan Creek. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Yeah, we all know it. We we have a lot of we have a lot of Iowa listeners actually. Yeah. So they they <laughs> And I stepped into the theater and I, there was like six people in the theater and after the first like 10 minutes just you know when a movie first starts people are coming and going and they're talking and they're digging their fucking popcorn bag and just being loud but hell yeah. It got really fucking quiet and throughout the entirety of this movie I was I I don't think I put I kicked up the 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 you know those fancy theaters have those feet rests and every no it was you were sitting there glued to the screen and this movie was so ominous it had such I mean the creep factor of this was a 10 out of 10 okay and when you started trying to piece things together and what Ari Aster does is he makes you pay attention he he makes you put your phone down and you're trying to figure out what's happening next. And as this movie progresses, when you get the acting from Tony Collette, because she was an established actor at this point. She's a G. A yeah. G. But what she did film. to this this film and how intense it got and after the car scene with the head. Yeah. Yeah. People forget that happened fairly early in the film. And at that point, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And there's just small things. His bedroom is a character in itself. And just this movie is so intense. And when you get to the third act, I don't know that there is a third act of a movie that is intense as hereditary. And just... The, the the cinematography or the cinematography as Rickles calls it in this movie was was a fucking ten out of ten. The foreshadowing. Oh yeah. my god! It yeah, the foreshadowing. Like, and it, I want to say I've never oh, seen a really appreciate it. You feel so uncomfortable watching this film. Yeah, and that third act, like you, you, you sit. I remember sitting in the theater, and. Like I said, there was only a handful of us in the theater. I'm pretty sure that every single person in the theater sat through half the credits before anyone got up because you're trying to come down off of this. It was almost like you were in a high because of what you had just seen and you're trying to process it. Absolutely terrifying. And I, I'm telling you what, this this Kramer, did do you remember if we did I show this to you? I don't think I did. No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, Oof. You haven't seen Hereditary, sir? Nope. Oh my God. Okay, yeah. We're, we're, no spoilers. It's, it's on the list. No spoilers. It's on the yeah. list. Oh, yeah. so we'll, okay. We're, we're going to watch that uh, next week. So yeah, yeah. I'll save what I was going to say then. Yeah, yeah. Even the, though it's probably the, the, the already spoiled. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, anyways, Hereditary is my number three. Now, oh, yeah. Now, I'll say this: some of the best acting I've ever seen on film from Tony Collette. Yeah, 100%. what yeah. she portrays after the event yeah. that we're talking about is Hell the yeah. best portrayal of that in cinema, in my opinion. If the Oscars were to fucking acknowledge horror acting, she, she would have won easily, Top easily. Best wall crawlers in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that too. Yes. Trev. Okay. Her and Spider Man. Trev, you're. <laughs> <laughs> Trev has got them trained to Busan eyes, but he's going to give us his number two. Yeah, buddy. Number two. We're getting close to that number one, boys. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I feel the Can tingle. Can I take a stab at you? 
Go ahead. Take a stab at my number two, sir. I'm going to take a stab at your number two. Jeepers Creepers. Mine too. That's nah. what I was going to say. Jeepers Creepers. You're out. Oh, shit. You're out. I'm, out. You're out. I'm out for all you're, of it then. You're, you're, I mean, it's not a terrible guess, but unfortunately, Jeepers Creepers did not make my top 15. Fuck. No shit. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. I told y'all it was a lot different than it was a year ago. Can man. I take one more guess? Yes, you can take one more guess. Alien, nineteen seventy nine. Not alien. Not yeah. at number two, but yeah. and not yeah. at number one either. So, um, out. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get into that later. That's so, all. My, that's all my guesses for Trev. Yeah, I got none. <laughs> I got none left. At, at number two, we need to give a shout out to. to one of the legs of the nightclub podcast, Mr. GHZ, the zombie STD, right? <laughs> he introduced me to this fran- franchise. He's the one that introduced me to this franchise and made me watch this shit and taught me that it's not really a clown. It's a motherfucking mime. What? No shit. So coming in at, at Trevor Fixie's Playground... Number two all time is director and writer Damien Leone's Terrifier 2. Oh, oh up, you shit. Have a nice. Starring Lauren Lavera, David Howard Thornton, Bay. and Elliot Bay. Fulham. Bay. All, all the fucking bays in the world, right? This movie, this series, okay? I don't want to take away from number one. Terrifier number one was great. Terrifier number two was everything I ever fucking wanted in a sequel. Great horror, great body fucking horror, great humor, great fucking drama, great fucking acting, great fucking scenes, great fucking a bunch of fucking shit, right? I love this movie. It is a long movie. Some people might say it's long. I don't even give a shit about the whole playground scene. That was awesome. It's a fucking 10. All right. The acting as fucking Art the Clown is great, right? It wasn't until this last year that I realized that you could fucking be in a horror movie as an actor and not say one goddamn line, <laughs> right? And I'm going to shake a nod to fucking Nick Cage for, for opening my eyes to that shit. But in this movie, Art the fucking Clown, who does not have, he doesn't say shit. Nope. But his acting and his mannerisms and the depth of this movie and the fucking ambiance is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. It could have been potentially my number one. Obviously, it's a number two, right? This is a great movie. This is a fucking 10. This is something, a series that everyone should watch. And I do anticipate number three, and I think it's going to be great. So, Terrifiers 2. Yeah. Have you seen All Hallows Eve? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to ask that because it it's part of the Art the Clown lore. Yes, and, mythos, right? Yes. Right, and I just rewatched it last night with Joe Bob. Yeah. Yes. Spoilers for when we record this, but I forgot. I forgot, uh-huh. and I remembered when I saw it. Yes, and yes. Dude, I'm so happy that you have this in there because Grindhouse will be so pleased. He will be yes. super pleased. Yes. Um, amazing pick and amazing. Unforgiving film. and brutal. Mm-hmm. Kramer, do Rich. you know these terrifiers? Uh, no, I've never seen that series either. Uh, uh, behind in some of these. Oh, <laughs> I'm damn. Gonna, Terrifier and Hereditary. I'm adding that to the list right now. 
Yes. Hell yeah. Fuck yes. All right, boys. Does anyone want to guess my number two before Travis does? Yes. Because uh, I'm, I'm sure say... Travis is going to get it. Ooh, I have... I'm going to say Phantasm. You're guessing that? You're going with that? Anyone else? Uh, Pet Cemetery. I'm not going to argue Phantasm. You're not going to argue Phantasm as my number two? It should be your number one, but I wouldn't be surprised if you surprised us by putting it at number two and giving us a number one that's different. So, So, Travis, they're guessing as Phantasm for my number two. Are you in agreement? No. It's number one, motherfucker. No, it's lost. All right, so... My number Ooh, two, Tra- uh, Travis. Would you like to guess my number two? Yes, sir. Go for it. Unless you want to say it, I don't want to keep guess stepping it. on no, you. No, because no one else guessed it. So it's aliens. Yeah, of course, it's aliens. Yeah, my Fuck second yeah. favorite movie and franchise of all time. And I want to say because we were having a private chat earlier today, and Tuna was like, "If you're looking Either. at, if you're looking at everyone's letterboxed." It doesn't count, but Ricky has said these things on the show so, so many, many times, times, and that's why yeah. I think everyone knows my top two. I think everyone should. I think I, think I know your top two. Right. Yeah. I think and, I got them in the bag, but Right. So, go ahead, sir. So, directed by Ridley Scott, 1980-something. 86. I think. 86? I think so. Yeah. We have the most amazing action horror movie ever made, <laughs> the most quotable movie ever fucking made, the greatest creature design ever in goddamn history with that queen alien, and with the xenomorph in general, I love the 79 OG alien movie. I couldn't live without it, but this one wins by a fucking mile from all the other movies related to the franchise. I've been watching it since I'm a child. It scared me. It thrilled me. And I I couldn't live without this movie. Straight up. Get away from her, you bitch. Exactly. (laughs) One of the most, probably the most quotable movie. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you awesome. did there. <laughs> it's a great movie, dude. Like I love this the music and the prop, the prop design, dude. If you haven't seen, there's a documentary. If you haven't seen it, watch that shit. Just the effort and time and everything that they put into making this movie is astounding. What I love is that the whole time Ridley is trying to warn them and they don't listen. Oh, <laughs> Ripley, Ripley, listen. yeah. It's cosmic in the way that she's trying to say, hey, guys, y'all should probably not, you know, like, check it out. This is what you should do. And they're like, nope. Nah. Nope. <laughs> nah. We've got like... the toughest, roughest team of space Marines in the whole world, a group of ultimate Badasses. <laughs> I, I think you got to call Bill Paxton by name in this one. Oh, damn near, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Very nice. Straight up. Levels. Straight up. Love- probably, probably the best role Bill Paxton, or the most iconic Bill Paxton role, anyway. Probably. Game over, man. Game, Game over, over, man. Game over. <laughs> Predator 2, Bill Paxton. Oh, All right. I, I think Aliens takes it. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Double D, what's your number two, buddy? All right, already hold your breath. It's Halloween, nineteen. Fuck yeah! Fuck you, nineteen seventy-eight, twenty eighteen. Oh, I wanted. I had him back. I wanted to do like Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight. Halloween, nineteen seventy-nine. And then Buster Rhymes. H two O. In uh-huh. 2018, and then Halloween Kills, obviously the best one. <laughs> I mean, that's got the best kill scene in the entire franchise when he comes Evil out dies tonight, right? fire fired his butt. Anyways, I love the Halloween 2018 kills or uh, um, love, but anyways, let's hear it. Oh, that's that's all I have to say. Well, which one is it? It's Halloween, but it's 78, dude. Oh, good yeah. job. Yes, I I agree. Seventy eight makes a lot of sense. It that motherfucker's kind of iconic and nostalgic as fuck. I I I've said this on the podcast, and the person I quoted it happens to be here right now, and I a hundred percent agree. But Halloween seventy eight, what do you think about that? Oh, is that the one where Jamie Lee Curtis walks around with a backpack for seventy four minutes of the film? Yes, that's the <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> It's so very funny, dude. Totally. Uh, totally. No. It's, All right. Double D's got Halloween 78. It's 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 my favorite totally. of the, the Halloween franchise, even over Kills, even though that movie has the Michael that everyone always talks about oh, exists. fucking right it does. And then finally he shows up in that movie. But, yeah, Halloween 78 is the OG classic, and I love it. I love it for the score, the atmosphere, and everything else. I think is, is that in your top? 20 or 25 tibu nope 78 is not in your top 25 huh nope okay okay it's not even in my top 40 bud no shit bud you fucking stay in that penis blown i mean mind blown (laughs) what's your uh what's your number two man my number two (laughs) um classic horror movie i can guess it yeah I already, know. I already got your top two. 100%. Anybody else want to guess with me? Yo, yeah, I, already, I know what it is. I, I, I've I, got his one and two, 100%. I oh, know. I do too. I do too, yeah. but y'all, I just want to know if anyone wants to guess at the same time. Y'all all, no, y'all all go round table, just guess it. Oh, y'all well, know then it. it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yep. Yep. Number two, TCM, the OG. Yeah, the superior uh, film. Um, The most superior film because it's an indie movie. You don't have a big budget great fucking a-list cast with dumbass <laughs> fucking stupid writing you have indie fire behind i'm just giving you shit i know because my <laughs> favorites too right and what you said you son of a bitch oh i know i was being a dick i know but for the for me for this movie it's like this is like an indie horror movie it is an indie horror movie it's made by That's some folks movie. from texas who just had Toby Hooper had a wild idea in when he was going through the fucking supermarket. Like, I wish I could mow down all these fuckers in front of me with a chainsaw. He's like, how do I write that into a movie? He got with Kim Hinkle, and they wrote a script together that has these teenagers going check on their uh, grandfather's grave to make sure it didn't get robbed because there's grave robbing going on in Texas. And... They find out that, oh shit, 
we stumbled upon the wrong house in this movie. So it's like a reverse house invasion or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a quasi cosmic horror movie because there's astrology talked about. And yep. by the end of this movie, the main character, Sally Hardesty, and I think this movie is a slow burn, even though it's a short horror movie, it's an hour and a half ish, but I still feel it. It's a slow burn because until Franklin gets killed and Sally and yeah, fuck him. You leave Franklin alone. He's the best character ever written, ever, period. (laughs) He's a great character. You're lucky I love you, Rickles. He's my spirit animal. Franklin's my spirit animal, too. Hashtag raspberry blowing. Um, uh, After Franklin gets killed and Sally, wow, Sally goes on the run. Even after she goes on the run, the movie still gets slow because uh, she meets the chef and he's sadistically slapping her with a broomstick and being like, I don't like hitting her with that broomstick and poking her and shit. He's like, I don't like doing none of this. And he's like, (laughs) and he's hitting her with the broomstick. (laughs) (laughs) Look what your brother did to the door. (laughs) Dialogue in the in this movie is is a 10. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time the chef really reminds me of my my papa. On my uh, dad's side. Oh, shit. A lot. A lot, dude. <laughs> but by the time you get to the ending of this movie, you enter a realm of cosmic horror madness. The The main character is going mad. They're dealing with something completely beyond their comprehension. And you as a viewer have been beaten and battered along with Sally. And you are fucking done for. And it ends... Um, I won't spoil the ending here, but it it ends amazingly with a chainsaw dance. <laughs> I won't I won't say how it all happens, but it's yeah, it's, it's it's it, it it's beautifully shot, beautifully shot. This and it's, chainsaw dance. It's a movie I watched a lot as a as, as a teenager, and um, with the commentary tracks, I know all the stories. I love this movie. This movie goes back back for me like and i love the remake from 2003 so yeah. i i could easily 100%. say that that could be in the running but yes the og, the OG is the one it's the one and i know part two is great and it is a fucking 10 it's funnier it's more zany it's more action-packed right. but this is the cosmic but, but that's the scary burn. one yeah part two is not scary at all i get it right and this is the cosmic slow burn. I love this movie. So Hell much. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Huh? Hell yeah, Kirk. Love it. Very nice, very nice. So before I give my number two, Double D is gonna give his number one. Ooh. Oh shit. What do you got for your number one of all time? Blair Witch. Darkness Falls Saw. Everyone listen to me. Uh, Dumbo. I'm All right, everyone hold your breath. <gasps> it follows. Oh, oh shit! Oh. One of all time. Nice. I gotta leave though. I give you three hours, dude. I love you, Double D. Love Thank you, guys. you for all your time. Thank love you for you, being on D. the show. Yeah. Travis, th- you just have a voice for podcasting and radio. 
Thank, thank you. <laughs> the other ones, you guys are all good too, dude. But oh, yeah. Mostly. Well, I, lo- I love mostly you. Mostly T-Boo. Hey, I will say that the three that I had the hardest time of leaving off were mentioned, um, and It Follows was the last one. So double, you can leave them there, and I'll throw them away. Okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, It Follows was – actually, it was The Descent and It Follows and The Mist were the three I had the hardest leaving off my list. And Double D blew my fucking brains out with It Follows as number one, so – Dope-ass that's, list. That's legit. That's legit. Yes. And, and I kind of love that he had that as his number one because that was so close to making my list. So, Yeah. Well, I just want to say real quick, like, I accept that compliment, but I wanted to say I love you, Double D, and goodbye. Um, Dope-ass list, and it follows as amazing as number one because I wouldn't have expected that, but Right. Holy shit, man. Um, thank you for being on Joe Blow Horror Show episode one hundred as an OG motherfucking host. And again, standing on the shoulders of a drunk giant. I am but a wee hobbitses. The double D speaks. Alright, so number two for me, I got one question for you guys. Can I guess? Do you want to play or go ahead? Um, well, well, wow. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'm out for my guess. I'm, I'm just too. fucking with you guys. You know, for a fact, I didn't add what, what's your guess? Because I, Tibu, you go first. What's your guess for my number two of all time? Dawn of the dead. Rickles. Did you say the shining yet? Rickles. No. What's your guess for my number two? The shining. Okay. You guys are both wrong, except uh, Tibu's right. Oh. <laughs> I know you're number one, then. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you yeah, do, do, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I will say, though, that my number two was my number one for many, many, many years. Okay. Is it Dawn 04? It's no. Dawn 78. Dawn it 78. ain't Dawn 04. It's Damn. Don, Donald yeah. 4 is in my top 25, though. I'll tell you that. For As free. it should be. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, Dawn of the Dead, nineteen seventy eight. This was my number one for forever because this was one of the first. I, I told this story multiple times on the podcast, so I apologize if you guys are hearing this as a repeat. But I'm going to say it again because this is episode motherfucking 100. But as I said, growing up, my uncle owned a franchise of family videos. So as a kid, one of my one of my most favorite memories was Friday nights. Mom would pick us up from school. We'd go into town. We'd get some McDonald's. You know, we didn't eat out a lot. We didn't eat fast food a lot. I remember we'd go to McDonald's and get our food and we'd go to family video and I'd rent a Nintendo game. Yes, that was the the thing back then nintendo and then super nintendo and she'd let me rent one nintendo game and one movie for the weekend and i remember just randomly walking through the horror movie and i saw this 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 film it was a vhs and what drew me in was this face of a zombie and it was the iconic 1978 you know dawn of the dead poster 
and you just got that zombie face on there. And I rented this and that was the beginning of the end because I saw this movie. I would say before I graduated, I saw this probably a hundred times. I mean, this was something we watched nonstop. I gushed about this in our George Romero retrospective. I brought this up and showed this to my friends in college. I showed this on our camping trip, Don 1978. This is comfort food for me. I, I watched this when I used to live in a trailer in Bemidji. I would take a nap every day before I'd go work at Kiz and Company. <laughs> this, this, that, 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 I mean, this is... What's your preferred cut, Tuna? I would say the theatrical Ribeye. is what I saw the most, for sure. So, so I mean, not the mall cut? No, no. no. Okay. It, it, it's It's, you know... 90% of what I saw was the theatrical cut. But no, the mall cut was legit. The um, Italian cut was legit, but it's the theatrical cut, what I saw most. But, I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and, and spew the same information I did from our, re, or our uh, Romero retrospective, but this movie right here is what drew me pretty much into the horror genre itself. And Firstly, the zombies. Uh, th this is what got me in. After I saw this, I seeked out every zombie movie there was. And I, I just, this is what drew me into that genre, though, too, of, of the apocalyptic end of the world type stuff. Because I, I always thought, you know, what would you do if the world ended? Where would you go? And I've had conversations about this, too. We'd get drunk in college and we'd talk about, you know, if the world ended, where would you go? What would you do? And, and, I mean, let's face it, a mall would be a pretty legit one, especially one where you had a gun store in it. Like, you don't see those a lot anymore For unless sure. you have, like, a Shields or something in it. But, um, you know, the, the hockey aspect of it, too, with uh, the hockey rink in there. I mean, everybody knows I'm a big hockey guy. It's, it's <laughs> I love it. That was just awesome. And, um, you know, my, my son makes fun of the gray makeup all the time, and he references this movie. Every single time we watch a zombie movie, he's like, is this a newer one or an older one? I'm like, well, what do you mean by newer or older? And he always talks about the makeup. Well, I feel like I can put the... I'm like, shut your mouth right now. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> but uh, And we had that conversation today, too, about 28 Days Later, ironically enough, because we watched uh, that today. But... Um, I, I mean, it, it it is what it is. This is This is a classic, and this happens to be my favorite. It's... It, it it's almost like thirty three, thirty three, thirty three. When you talk about the Romeros, you know it's 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 either night, day, or dawn, and dawn is it for me. So that's my number two of all time, Dawn of the Dead, nineteen seventy eight. Not a big surprise, probably for anyone, but no, but a good one, a good one. Yeah, Trev, what's your number fucking one? Numero uno, Trev, go. Is that boy talking? No. He's high. I was muted. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> what I was saying was, we're we're on our fucking number one, and as the first to go, I feel like I need to set the tone, right? Mm -hmm. We we need we need to take this to the next fucking level, right? He's gonna eat another gummy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't I, I, Look at his camera. I don't. So you see my camera? You see how you got that skin right here? Yeah. Oh I'm skinamarinking. So look, I love the fucking nightclub, but we have to take it to the next level on the Joe Blow Horror Show. 
So with that being said, my number one. Da, 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 da. No. <laughs> what are you doing? How do you <laughs> no. Don't so, do it. It's Trey. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. I absolutely love it. Our Patreon are going to be so proud when they see this cut. I am blown so the fuck away. I'm so happy you're here to see all this, Kramer. Welcome to the Jubilo Horror Show, sir. This oh. <laughs> has balls amazing. on it, by the way. Yes! It's a good thing you had a so, tall boy to cover that. Otherwise, you would have seen something. Oh, I have... Man. Some people have referred to my cock as a Coke can. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. Nice. Um, 12 fluid ounces. Uh. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, my number one is not Ghost, unfortunately. It is a great movie. Um, But. Powder. My, my Oh, no, not Powder. <laughs> also, I, I like that movie, though. Uh, My number one was already mentioned. And instead of going with it, I was like, man. We're 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 gonna have to take it up a notch. So I did. So any any guessers? It's already been Buffalo mentioned. Bill. Any guessers? Silence any of the guesses? Lambs. Not no. I already stated silence. It can't be silence. It was oh. on my list. Silence was my. You're right. It was. It was yeah, you're right. Five. Yeah. Yes. It was yes. in his fifteen or something. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. It was. It was my number eight. Silence oh. of the Lambs was my number eight. So anybody, anybody wants to take a wild guess? It's already been mentioned by another person on this podcast. Oh fuck, I have no anybody? idea. Aliens. Anybody? Well, I put alien as as, yeah. as for yeah, one. Travis. Oh yeah, boy. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> goodbye, horses, bitch. So Ricky has it correct. Coming yeah. in at, at Fixies, Dark Fixies, motherfucking number one is Aliens. I had Ridley Scott, Sigourney Weaver. I know what you're thinking. Trevor, really? Really? Really, Trevor? Let me tell no, you something, little, something about the sci-fi slash horror slash space marine slash fucking Bill Paxton slash all that fucking goodness in my soul, right? I grew up on this movie. It holds a special Good place in my heart. Yes, maybe, maybe that makes me a little bit biased, but it is a great story. Matter. It's a great story. Well, it's great. It's a great acting. It's a great iconic moments. The aliens fucking creep me out sometimes because it's just like, man, that's like one step away from a fucking lion, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> coming in at my number one is fucking aliens. I love Trevor, it. I the, love you. The wow. franchise is awesome. The franchise is awesome. I look, yeah. man. Like I like I said earlier, franchise is a ten. At the end of the day, you have to look at what are you willing to watch again? What are you yeah. willing to fucking just watch all the time? And, and I could and, watch that movie every day. And of my life. I could watch that movie every fucking day. Much like a Forrest Gump, I could sit yeah. there and watch Aliens and fucking enjoy it every day. And that just brought it to my number one on my list. And it surprised me. Because like you said, I took this fucking shit serious. I looked at this list. I did some rewatches. I fucking contemplated. And at, like I said, at the end of the day, fucking, I got to be able to watch you every fucking day to be my number one. I got to I gotta sit there and enjoy you, right? 
I gotta be able to stuff you in my mouth and, and have a good time. So <laughs> here we are. Aliens, Ridley Scott, great fucking movie. I had me Alien and Trevor on the same page. One, but oh, I you had it. Alien? I, I, I had Alien. Alien for his pick too. I, I I was going by when he said Jeepers Creepers wasn't even in there. I I was yeah. going. Out I had been waiting the whole night because I forgot he said Silence of the Lambs, and the whole night I was waiting to tuck my dick back and do what I just did. Yeah, um, buddy, and I no, beat you to it. Yeah, ah. you did. You did, and I was so upset. I was like, it's all right. Trev. What's up, buddy? What's, What's up? a day in the core like? Oh, fucking, it's a great day, bro. <laughs> it's Every like a day, day on the farm. Yes. It's like a day on the farm. Every meal of a banquet, every paycheck of fortune. God damn it, I love the core. <laughs> You Marines, yeah, damn, yeah, and that's and that's why it's never been Vasquez, my, I, fucking I'm, Vasquez. Yes. I'm not an Army Marine. You I don't like that. I don't like that. You kind ain't of watched shit. enough Aliens. That's probably why. No, I like that. We movie. had to, we we were brainwashed like that kind of by shit. it. We were brainwashed by it when we were correct. kids or something. So. Correct, correct, <laughs> but we, correct. We we were forced to love Marine shit. It's it's like to me the people that play Halo and want to play the the Marines. I'm like, I'd rather be an alien. I don't want to be a Marine. I don't like the Marine. Right. I don't like that army aspect of anything. It's just not my thing. But I love that y'all are in sync with this alien shit. Like, dope. You motherfucker. You better stop talking bad about this movie. I'm not. Yeah, no, I, I love the movie. <laughs> we got number ones for Mr. Rickles. What do you got, buddy? All right. I'm just going to let you <laughs> all say it at the same time because you already know. One Phantasm. This fucking phantasm, man. Yeah. What year did it come out? 1979. Yep. Yep. 79's an amazing year for horror, isn't it? Yep. So, fucking phantasm. Directed by Don Coscarelli. Made for $300,000. 300? 300. 300. Made 3 million in its wide release, I want to say. 3 billion in Biden's dollars. (laughs) <laughs> three three billion <laughs> Biden dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've said a lot about this movie. It's got a crazy atmosphere, a bonkers story, some not good acting. Um, it's, it's the got best. Some, it's got some clumsy shit in it, and I, I love it to death. It's it's got some genuine scares. It's got, in my opinion, one of the most imposing coolest fucking villains of all time um and this movie isn't nostalgic for me i only saw it like a a few years ago but i just hadn't seen a movie that touched me as much as this one since i was a kid um because my my uh, dad had just passed away and i was going through the grieving process and because of the subject matter in this movie and the questions about what happens after you die? Where, where do you go? This and that. And just the nihilistic cosmic tone of it, it just really imprinted itself on me. And now it's my favorite horror movie. To be honest, I could probably switch my one and two out. As a matter of fact, I'm telling you, I could switch Aliens and Phantasm out with each other for my number one spot. Pretty much any day. But this is the number one that I've been sticking with for a long time, so I'm just going with that. I I personally love um 
when you the emotional the, connection. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that that aliens has that same thing, right? For you. So part of it is I wish my dad would have been able to see Phantasm. I think he might would have liked it because he was a big fan of um, something Wicked This Way Comes, and oh, this movie this movie has a lot of those vibes. Because yep. at first it wasn't going to be an original story. Don Coscarelli wanted his first horror release to be a remake of Something Wicked. But something happened with the rights. He couldn't get them. So he just built up on Phantasm from like a nightmare he had. But he wanted to give it like the same vibe. You know, we actually reviewed that way, way, way back early on. Uh, Joe and I need to rewatch it because I wasn't very high on it, but now yeah. I've come across it multiple times and I've actually heard a couple podcasts on it and I keep telling myself I need to rewatch it. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Same it's a, here. It's a great film. And when like, that's why for the nightclub, we, we every year we end with the next chapter in the phantasm series and it's because it's ricky's favorite franchise or at least it comes from his favorite movie and right. um i love the story that that you tell about well, my how three you love favorite franchises man well thank you well my three favorite franchises are basically my top three it's phantasm alien and evil dead all day long uh, just happens that two of them are tied to nostalgia, and Phantasm is not. So, Phantasm, bro, I love it. Oh, dope! Should be binged. Yep. I'm sad. Oh, very nice. So we already got a uh, double D's number one, and yeah. we are now on Tibu's. What do you got, buddy? Well, I'm sad that Fran Phantasm is not in my top. I'm uh, sad too, but, but I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Everyone here I know knows what, what it is. It is. Yeah. Um, this movie goes back again to the childhood, and it's a movie I rented after me and my dad had a conversation yep. watching The Matrix. So it goes back to the dad stuff. The dad thing. I know. I love that about it. Both um, our number ones are related to our dads. Yep. 100%. And <clears throat> we had a conversation after watching The Matrix, and he told me about a movie he snuck into when he was a kid in the theater and he's like, I think it was called, he, he described some scenes and he's like, I think it was called the evil dead. And I remember thinking that's a stupid name for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. You found out. I went, I went to my local video store and I rented the evil dead and I went home and I put the VHS in the VCR player and I fucking crept under my covers and I had my mind blown i was scared out of my wits evil dead 1981 written and directed by sam raimi um yeah that's my number one film of all time when it comes to horror movies and it's it's not the normal t-boo watch because i love a slow burn but this is more of a 100 percent direct to the point movie um, it's an hour and a half, and it takes little to no time to get to it. You have folk horror, cosmic horror, haunted house horror, possession horror, zombie horror, body horror, gore, comedy, everything. Or uh, 
art house, everything is in this movie. It's it's a culmination of the entire breadth of artistic expression, and it's a first-time feature film from Sam Raimi. So it's a director's first, and he nailed it right out the gate. The whole franchise, like Ricky said, where, where you're going to – and I've been shoehorning it in. I love the whole franchise of Evil Dead. It's all tens. Evil Dead 1, 2, 3, Army of Darkness is 3, the remake, Evil Dead Rise, it's all tense, but the, it all comes back to this. This is the movie for me. Um, I love the gore, the score, <laughs> the acting, everything. Everything about this movie is perfect to me, and this is the movie that I go back to again and again and have since I was a kid. So... Evil Dead 1981 is my number one favorite horror movie of all fucking time. And if you've not seen it, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, bud. I agree. I concur. I concur. So before I get into my number one, I want to thank all of our hosts and guests and everyone for popping on. Thank you, Jay the Dead. Thank you to Kramer. Thank you to all of our hosts, Trevor, Mr. Rickles, Mr. Tibu, uh, our friends that showed up here tonight, Mr. Suket, Mr. Randy Dalton, Tibu, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tibu, JC, uh, everybody that showed up. Thank you for popping on and uh, saying hi. Um, episode 100, that's a huge, I mean, that's that that's a feat in itself, and we're only Hell getting yeah. started. So, yeah. But, I do want to say my number one is not going to be a surprise to anybody because it is with all work and no play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the shining, obviously I will say the only maybe surprise to this was Don 78 forever was my number one, but you know what Tibu, what, what really catapulted this into number one was episode 50. Which yeah. is ironic because we celebrated episode 50 with a deep dive into The Shining and all the research I did and the rewatches made me appreciate that movie for what it was. And I turned it into tradition because every single time I go up north deer hunting, I stay in a cabin by myself. That's I watch that movie. I will make myself a good dinner and I'll sit down and I'll watch that movie. I, I watch that movie at least once a year. And what, what makes it so special is after doing the research I did on it and how deep it gets and all the conspiracies and the Wendy theory, like every time I watch it, I try to watch it from a different angle and it's, it's almost like a new watch. And when I do watch it, I, I, I try to put myself in, because people do talk about the, the not not only the mood you're in, but you know there's such thing as called seasonal watches, right? People watch Trick or Treat in the you know Halloween time in the fall. People watch Jaws over the summer, Fourth of July. I watch this movie in the winter or the start of the winter, and it really gets me into that that mindset where I can appreciate what it is. And watching it by myself in a cabin in the middle of nowhere just the, the impact on it just kind of puts me into a place where I can kind of sit back and relax and my mind will just go into certain places and I'll try to break down this movie even further. So I've seen this movie 
I don't even know. I, I want to say hundred plus times. And I look forward to it every single year to the, to the point where my wife who absolutely hates horror movies and doesn't follow any of them knows about this movie. And I've talked to her about certain things and she just does like the, okay, honey. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> but she'll sit there and listen. And, um, the story you get with Jack Torrance and Danny Torrance, it's, 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 it's a special movie because once you do the research into it and you realize the type of filmmaker Stanley Kubrick is, it, it opens up avenues. It's one of those movies where it's, it's almost like an onion where there's layers and layers and layers. And, and I just, I dig it. I, I really dig it. Well, and, Shrek, Mr. Onion Man, uh, like, yeah, there, there's a documentary out there called Room 237 that everyone needs to yes. go watch. It's involved with this movie. It. It's so good, and it involves the moon landings and everything else. Oh. It's so conspiratorial. It's so good. But it wasn't until we did episode 50. I'd watched this movie before, too, Cole. It wasn't until we did episode 50, and this was my number 16, Okay. This was Shining is my number 16. I did my 15 through through one. It didn't make the list. But when I first started doing the list and I had my 30, this was in my top 10. It just came down to all these other movies that pushed it out because it wasn't there before. And it wasn't. It The Shining was not one that was up there for me before, but if I keep watching this movie year by year, and I know Kubrick at 2001, I mean, I didn't include I was, it. I was going to ask you, how mad would you have been if 2001 would have been my number one? I wouldn't have been mad. I wouldn't have been mad. I just would have been like, hell yeah. But it's it's 2001's not in there only because it doesn't feel right. It's diff- right. It's It's not the same. It's different. Right. And and, but two thousand one would have been in there before The Shining for me because I saw that movie first. But uh, I get it, and it's kind of a cosmic horror movie. I think it is a definite cosmic horror, science fiction, fantasy, everything. But it just didn't feel right to put it in the list. Although I wanted to, I just didn't. Yeah. But The Shining Same. to go to go back to The Shining. This would be my number 16, and it, it it is. I can send you my list from the letterbox thing I made for this movie, for this countdown. It's my number 16, and it just didn't make it only because it was so new as one of my favorites. And, it, it, and that's because of our episode 50 on Joe Blow Horror right. Show where this movie grew and grew and grew on me. It and does brother, I, I knew this was your number one. I have it. I have it written down. I knew your number two was Dawn, and I knew your number one was The Shining. It's just so... It's you. It's you. And and Ricky, (laughs) I knew you too, man, with with, with Phantasm, but I didn't know Trev. Uh, Trev was a surprise. Have have you seen uh, The Shining? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's been been a long time. I have seen it. All right, so that should be on our winner list then, probably, right? Yeah. Yep. Remind me. Remind me. I'll put it on our winner list. That's that's all a right. good one. So, uh, all right, folks. Well, that wraps up our episode 100. So, I hope that you guys got a bunch of 
at, uh, films added to your list. And I hope that you enjoyed the episode. Oh, it's, it's, it's a big weight off our shoulders because this was a pretty productive and stressful, not really stressful, but there was a lot of work put into this October. Uh, we put a bunch of reviews and films and episodes out, but this wraps up our episode 100, our top 10 horror films of all time with our five honorable mentions. Again, thank you to all of our guests that came on and popped on. Thank you to our friends that listed all their films. Tibu, do you have anything to leave our listeners with before we sign off? I just want to thank um, Kramer, Jay of the Dead, our boy Trev, my bud and brother Rickles, um, Double D, everyone that was there with Cole tonight. I want to thank everyone for being here with us for episode 100 of Joe Blow Horror Show. And I want to say, no matter what people think, however you feel in your heart about a film, that's how you feel. And you go with it. And you love what you love. Horror is, it's a caveat. It's its a conduit. It's just something that we all experience and go through and, and, and channel our emotions through and try to figure ourselves out through. Um, and I think Ricky explained that perfectly tonight when he talked about Phantasm. And I love his story about Phantasm. And with that, folks, I hope it was as good for you as it was for Randy. Boom! <laughs> now maybe... Did I mean to treat you better? But I did it anyway. And then maybe some say your life was safe, but you lived it anyway. And so maybe your friends will stand around you, watch you crumble as you fall down to the ground. And then someday. Your friends will stand beside as you were flying Oh, you were flying all so high But then someday people look at you They're what they call their own, they watch you suffer Yeah, yeah, you're going home And then someday we can take our time To brush the leaves aside so you can reach us
Control. Shame you. Left- 